This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. <laughs> Bad time to chew a mint. <laughs> Idiot. 303. Well, Pete distracted me. I got 303. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. With Pete Davis. Sidekick producer. Sports raconteur. Extraordinaire. And a mechanical mangler at the controls, Flounder. Flounder, how's it going, sir? You ever been all right in there? Good weekend. Everything is all swell on my end. Excellent. Anything we can share with the little people? Uh, no, nothing too exciting. Just kind of a nice, relaxing okay. weekend. Uh, excellent, excellent. And uh, Pete Davis? Uh, I just got a phone call. Yeah. And I go, hello. And the person coughs and then sneezes and hangs up. Really? I hate these cold calls. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I I feel obligated to. <laughs> Jesus, my God! <laughs> hey, yo, three oh four. Oh Lord! Well, that's what it's going to be. Let's just say it. It's Monday, and what the hell? You know, I mean, you know, my refrigerator conked out on a Saturday. So I got no, I mean, my food's all rotten. It's all gone. I've got my buckets full of freaking ice that I bought at the, you know, the gas station or whatever. I mean, it's a nightmare. And now you know what I'm going to eat. And I got to, I mean, it's just a nightmare. I, I'll bet I threw out 200 pounds of, of, you know, well, maybe not, probably not that much, probably 100 pounds of, of uh, frozen stuff that I, you know, that I, because I have the same meal almost all the time. And, and now I've got to start over again. And the guy's not coming till tomorrow. So it's I have four days of no refrigerator. 200. What are you? An Eskimo hoarding blubber well, no, meat no. for I, the I, winter? I have, uh, well, I have almost no food in the refrigerator. The actual refrigerator part, the only thing I usually, usually keep in there are uh, water bottles and sodas mm-hmm. and uh, butter, uh, but, uh, as they have butter, mayonnaise, butter. cheese, and um, uh, English muffins that I can, you know, stuff Maybe like get yourself some fruits and veggies in there? No, or, uh... no, no, there's no fruits or veggies <laughs> in the area there, no. And But in the freezer, I like these little, these, these little, they're called chicken fries, and they're by, I don't know if they're Purdue or one of the, uh, yeah. one of the big ones. Uh, and they're, and they're, they look like french fries, and they're, fr- and they're chicken strips, basically. And that's, I have that with my mashed potatoes and gravy. And my, my stomach loves it. It's tasty, easy to make. And I do use my, fly, my uh, fryer, my uh, uh, flounder fryer, what do you call it? My hot fryer, flash fryer, Kirk, air Kirk fryer, air fryer, and uh, it takes eight minutes. Bing bang pow! So I get me, and and it's delicious. I have a great meal every night. I don't get bored with it. I'm happier here. Well, now it's all gone. I got now, and the problem is the store doesn't have them. I go, I go to Publix like four days a week doing stuff, and usually they don't have them like every couple of weeks. So when they have them, I buy the big bags. I buy several bags. Well, they're gone now. And all the other stuff I had frozen is all gone. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be belittling my thing. But the guy's not coming until tomorrow. So I'm going to get home tonight and I'll, I'll try to I'll have peanut butter and tuna fish. So I'm good for that. And I put my mayonnaise and butter and stuff in a uh, in a container of ice. <laughs> so, Go to a steakhouse and get yourself a nice steak. No, I, it's too late. By the time I get home, you know, and then I got to. Yeah, you get uh, home at 645. Well, no, but I mean, it's just there's it's too much. You know, it's, it's a long day. By the time I get home, I don't feel like going out. I mean, it's already been 12 and 13 hours, man. I just don't feel like going out. 
So you go somewhere before you go yeah, home. Don't go home. Right. Right. Well, I don't know. I, I, who cares? It doesn't. It's just stop and pick me. you up a meal on the way home. Well, I, I should. Well, I could do that, except on the way home, because I, I, you know, I, there are no places to stop and pick right, up meals. Real quick, Whole do, Foods, do, yeah, Trader do this today. What's that? Off Old Milton Parkway. Yeah. Take a left, and Avalon is right there, and there's a Whole Foods right there, and they have three hot bars full of great food. Yeah, and you know why I'm not going to go there? Because there's no parking. There's plenty yeah. of parking. Oh, that's Whole a foods. nightmare. Uh, it's an uh, Avalon play. You can't get in there. And it's, it's got those little teeny freaking uh, alleyway, driveways, uh, roads. You can't tell if you're on a road or somebody's freaking entrance to a building. Okay. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and you can't park. I'm not going in those decks. Those parking decks are a nightmare. So, the you know, Whole Foods I, has its own parking lot. Well, yeah. that's a different yeah. story. Yes. Or you can just go home and chew on your washed out blubber, Nanook. <laughs> You're dried out. I'm not worried. I'll, I could, you know, I'll, it's, it's not. A, it's just a thing. In fact, I, I, I was so upset emotionally. I mean, I, I'm now. I'm doing stress eating. I gained three pounds this weekend. Good. That's, that's good. good. That's good. Which is good for me. <laughs> I weigh almost as much as I did in seventh grade. Now I think. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so it's no big deal. I mean, it's just. It's just another thing. I've got three or four things at the plate. I got to fix up, and I'm avoiding. It's not. You know, that I have to stay around, and I tomorrow I got to wait there for the guy to fix it and stuff, and I'm trying to work and come in. I mean, it's just a nightmare. It's a freaking nightmare. Yeah, so and, and, and so here we go. But, but uh, in fact, you know what? In fact, I'm going to do something. I, well, uh, first of all, let me start over. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Timber feet and flounder. It's Monday. There's a lot of newsy stuff going on here. Uh, I want to a little bit of sports thing here in a minute before we take our first uh, Kawabanga break. Uh, President Stupid has done it again. Can't remember who he is or who he works for. Uh, the Secret Service shooting at a car that the uh, three guys tried to break into and didn't hit anybody? <laughs> were they really far away? And if so, why would they, if they're really far away, why were they shooting at a guy breaking into, the, into their car a long way away? Because he's breaking into the car so you can shoot him? I mean, can we do that now? Anyway, I, I, and why didn't they hit him? I mean, I just, the whole thing is making me real. And they're not saying much about it, so which is fine. Okay. Also, you're going to—oh, oh, they've released the body cam footage and audio of uh, Felicia Franklin, the, uh, the county commissioner— uh, the Clayton County Commissioner, who is drunk and sloppy and throwing up and peeing her pants. Oh, legend my ass. It's on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's on video. It's, it's, you can see her <laughs> screaming at the she's, paramedics. She's I mean, literally passed out on a curb. Yeah, Flounder just the got police the police come yeah, to try yeah, and help yeah. her. Yeah, she's just lying in a, a, a puddle As of your attorney, I advise you to say <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, also, the elementary school in uh, the state of Washington that decided to replace Veterans Day with United Nations peace assembly oh, please also the uh, non-binary transgender non thing extravaganza macy's day parade we'll talk about that coming up wisconsin says uh at least one community says no we, we you have to avoid christmas decorations that have red and green in them we want to be a little more inclusive because people are so offended by christmas no, no, Swear to God. You've done a story dissing Veterans Day. you yeah. got a story dissing Christmas. Yeah. Who At did Macy's it? Macy's Day Parade. Both, both times. No, the, the, without the Macy's. Those oh, yeah. other two stories? Yeah. Teachers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And speaking of teachers, uh, wait to hear about... Oh, uh, by the way, Pete's going to give us a lesson in British politics uh, and uh, what, ha what the hell's going on in London. Oh, my God. They've lost. Holy they cow. Im they imported their invaders, and now they've capitulated. And, and, and now they're screwed. Um, also, the lady uh, who got uh, saved by a, a, a guy on the uh, subway platform who fired his gun and the guy was trying to rob her and stuff, the guy got arrested. The woman says, well, he's a hero, but I wish he didn't have a gun. 
Come on, lady. You can't have it both ways. Also, uh, really quickly, a couple of things. Um, the, the, we're going to tell you about the the re, the illegal immigrants who got bussed to Chicago are now saying, uh, we don't like it here. We don't have any jobs. We don't have a place to live. We, we don't want to be homeless living on the streets in the wintertime in Chicago. We want to go home. And the same thing in New York City. This is hysterical. They opened up this new tent community, and all the people from Venezuela showed up and said, no, 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 no. This isn't going to work. We don't want this. Isn't, we're in the middle of nowhere. Where, how are we supposed to work? No, we're about to go back to Venezuela. So they're demanding they get tickets to go back home. Okay, New York. And Chicago, sanctuary cities, screaming liberals running everything, and, and this immigration program, well, you wanted them, you got them, baby, and even they're saying, no, this is ridiculous. Uh, anyway, I, I, I've got a million stories like that, too. Uh, racist, uh, uh, racist astrology clouds, or astronomy, what, what do you <laughs> call them? Astronomy. Astronomy uh, Me- Magellanic clouds after Magellan. Oh, we can't name things after Magellan now. I'm yeah, sorry. we can. No, no, oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Three eleven, three eleven. The Kimmer and Pete and Flounder. Um, a couple of quick things. I got a very nice, a couple of nice messages here. One uh, kind of came from out of the blue, and it's, it was from uh, Vicky, and who's one of our fans, loves our show, and she says, uh, "Kimmer just saw this rerun of Family Feud with Precious Kara." Thought you and Pete and Flounder would like to know what episode and year it was season. It was on, uh, played on TV, season 15, episode 140, 2014. Season 15, episode 140, the year 2014, uh, Kara and the whole crew on TV on uh, Family Feud. Anyway, she said, boy, we sure do miss her. Yes, we surely do. And one more and one more quick thing. If you don't mind, it's kind of personal, and I feel a little funny about it, and I won't give her uh, a name or anything, but her first name is Marilyn. Um, she uh, sent me a text over the weekend, and I was having a really bad weekend. I mean, it's just uh, for a lot of things. And, and I got this message, and it just made me feel so much better. She said, I never thanked you for a message you left on my husband's phone two years ago. One of your biggest fans, we used to see you. You posed for a picture with us. Uh, he was not doing well. He got sick and went into the hospital. And a friend of his named, uh, the friend was uh, Philip Wigington, and her husband was Dickie. And she said uh, he was in the hospital, and his friend said, I know you're, uh, he's a big fan of yours. Would you call and, uh, and talk to him? And I, I called and left him a message about, you know, fighting on and so forth, did a little Marine Corps stuff like this, kind of goofing around to make him feel better. And uh, 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 she, the, his widow says she was just replaying his messages on his phone from two years ago mm-hmm. and heard my message to her husband, and it just, I mean, it kind of floored her. And it's flooring me to think about, I mean, I responded to her saying how sweet that was. I, I don't remember the words, but I remember making the call. I remember very well making the call. And, and I hope you're having a happy memory right now, uh, sweet lady. And that was, uh, that was very nice. I mean, it made me feel better, and I hope you don't mind that I shared that with you. Because little th- I'm a back to little things count. The little things count. One for Monday. And for, and if, <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not crying. I am not weeping in any way. You got that freaking tear up in there, mister. You got the, the Kimmer cry list going on here now. My God, 314. The Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. 106, 3. Look out. <laughs> a whim away, baby. A whim away. Oh, mercy. Here we go. 
This is the old kind of rock and roll, my friends, with the Kira Pete and Flounder. Uh, rock and roll? What I, oh, yeah, this is rock and roll. <laughs> this was rock and roll. This is not rock and roll. It's rock and roll in 1961. What do you think they called it? They didn't call it pop. It was rock and roll. I don't think you can call this rock and roll. I'm sorry. That's all there was. It's not even a guitar playing. There was big band, classical, soul. Dixieland. Uh, Dixieland. Blues, uh, jazz. Yeah, and then rock and roll. Ragtime. And, uh, and that's it. We they just named a, seven. They didn't have adult contemporary. They didn't have a pop that was rock and roll or not rock and roll. And this was rock and no, roll. They, they had top 40. Not in 1960. Well, I guess they counted down the top 40. But still, again, this is 1961. You're thinking of 1978 and stuff. Well, no, because Hendrix was in the 60s, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, That's rock and roll. Maybe. Well, 68, 60, yeah, he was in the hippie, uh, the late, late 60s, 60s. And the Vietnam ve- uh, War stuff, yeah. When was this? Uh, this, uh, this is 1961. So the early 60s. <laughs> right when the Beatles were coming around, because the Beatles uh, came on in 62. 62, yeah. yeah. Well, not... He, yeah. And they were rock and roll. The Beatles were rock and roll. Exactly. Well, this is not Elvis, rock and roll. Elvis oh was around the 50s. Well, yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, uh, on this day, two years ago, 21, Phil Mango... Is that Margo or Mango? I got <laughs> Let's go it. with Mango. Let's go with Margo. Phil Margo... American musician died at the age of 79, a longtime member of the Tokens, with his brother Mitch, best known for their hit recording of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. 1961. Well, there you go. Uh, anyway, a, a quick birthday of note. Uh, let's see here. Jimmy Kimmel, 56 yeah. today. Yeah, well, he used to be, a, a, you know, if they'd go back to the old... Yeah, he, he was funny when he was offensive. He was. <laughs> did he do the man show? He did yeah. the man show. That was show one of the funniest things I've Adam ever Carolla. seen. When he would have that little, that 13-year-old kid going up to girls and ask him to take their top off. I mean, I thought I, thought I was going to wet my pants. He's at the beach, and he goes up to a couple of chicks in bikinis and wants them to buy him a beer. <laughs> and he says, hey, baby, what are you doing later? And they start laughing. It was hysterical. Girls on trampoline. I mean, silly stuff. But it was funny. I mean, it was... Had, it was, the attitude was, what the hell, let's just goof around and have some fun. It did, you know, it wasn't offensive. It was offensive, but it was, it was fun body. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, disgusting or disgraceful or anything else. It was just fun radio, fun television stuff. And, you know, anyway. Now whatever. he's woke. And now, he, yeah. It's, well, they all, I mean, they, they had he, to be, I guess. During the pandemic, he was one of those saying, you know, all you guys out there taking that horse glue, you, yeah. don't, you don't deserve to get a hospital bed. Unbelievable. Spreading and, and how, and, and by the way, how they, how they, well, again, these guys, you know, what is their background? It's not, he's not, you know, he doesn't have like a PhD in philosophy or something, right? I mean, he's no. people who flunked Comedian. out of high school and never went yeah. to college. He's just guys. Uh, well-connected Wise guys, guys yeah. Anyway, Jimmy Kimmel is whatever you said he was. Uh, and uh, on this day in 1946, skiers at Mount Greylock, Massachusetts, were amazed by inventor Vincent Schaefer's new creation, artificial snow. Hmm. I've been there many times. In fact, I used to go night skiing. I used to, uh, you ever been night skiing? Are you a skier? I have uh, I've uh, snowboarded, but I've never skied. Yeah. Flounder, you're probably not a skier. Being uh, you're a lifelong Southern guy, right? Yeah, uh, but right. Uh, I've never been ski. I skied down my driveway when it snowed. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever skied. Yeah, well, it's definitely- so so. If we went skiing. I could laugh at you yeah, like you guys you laughed at me on we the never golf course. We, we never laughed, laughed at you. We, 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 we supported laughed with you. 
Anyway, uh, that's, and that's why I almost got killed that, with that, my the girl we, who died on me at Aspen. I want to take both of you surfing once, and we'll see how that yeah, goes. No, I'd, I'd definitely drown in that. <laughs> I, no question about it. <laughs> Especially, you know, I think my balance is a little weak, you know, at, at this stage. I mean, hell, I fell off the last horse I was riding a year ago. And it was sitting ago, still. And he was standing there. <laughs> People realize how, how difficult it is to get up on a wave. It is extremely impossible. It is, no, it's not impossible. It's just well, uh, you just no, have damn to near know impossible. To, and you have to be risky enough to to get up and do the balance and hope you don't fall off while you're trying to get up there. I mean, that's and every I've, time, I've been on surfboards, but I've never tried to stand up in a big wave. But I have ridden surfboards when I was on my R and R in Hawaii, in fact. And, and, and uh, but I never tried to stand up on a surfboard in the big wave. And every time you go out there, you increase the odds that that's the time yeah, you're going you're to run tell. against yeah. you know who? Yeah, Sharky Bruce. No, not, no, not, no, not. Yeah. Yeah, not, not good. Uh, 323, how's it going? By the way, here's our phone number. We love phone calls. Uh, happy Monday. Let me put this over here where I know what it is, but I just like to have it where I can see it. Uh, 404. 741. Sit down, Danny. <laughs> uh, 404 The question you have to ask yourself right now, Danny, is what do you stand for? 404 741 How was your weekend? What's up? we got a lot of stuff in the news. And we'll talk about uh, Muslim stuff and uh, political stuff and all kinds of things, including President Stupid Face has done it again. Oh, my God, today. President Stupid Face at the White House was honoring the Stanley Cup winning Vegas Golden Knights. Is that from last year? Obviously, last year they still just started playing, right? Yeah, a couple of months, a week ago. <laughs> sure, sorry, sorry. had a bad weekend. <laughs> Monday event today at the White House, honoring the standards of the trap. So, do we? Have, we didn't get any sound of that, right? I, I didn't find any, okay. not yet. Uh, but here's what he, this is. This is unbelievable. We may get him actually saying it later. "Quote: Welcome to the White House, the 2023 Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights," said President Stupid Face, who turns 81 shortly. President Harris is here to make sure we do this the right way. President Harris. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this after Veterans Day when he didn't know where to go. Did you see the video? Oh, my God. How many times does he not know where he is? How, can you imagine Donald Trump turning around and walking around to wonder what to do next? God, oh my, I mean, I can't freaking believe it. It's, just, it's unbelievable. Uh, David Axelrod uh, again said yesterday, Biden's public remarks are a major concern for Democrats. Every time he opens his face or, and goes somewhere, critics are accusing him of being in mental decline. Duh. All right, I found the audio. Oh, here, right, here we go. Let's check this out. President Harris there to make sure we do this the right way. My God, he's, he's just mumbling it. It's like he doesn't, I mean, it's, not, it's just like wrote. I wonder if somebody wrote it on a card. Like like the Anchorman. If you write it, he'll say it. I wonder if somebody wrote it just for kicks to see it. I bet. That, oh my no. God! I bet his own staff is doing this to him to see how funny it is when he he did it again. Uh, you owe me fifty bucks. You know. I bet they have like four dollars every time he you know put it. How many in a times money jar. has he called her the president? Oh my God! I, I, too many. Uh, David Lax, a- Axelrod yesterday. Remember last week he said uh, he really needs to make a decision about stepping down. It's, it's, it's too dangerous. And he said David Axelrod, the chief uh, pres- uh, president putty tats major guy and a huge Democrat uh, insider, quote, in front of the camera, what he's projecting is causing people concerns, and that is worrisome. 71% of swing state voters say he's too old and can't be effective. 
30-something say the same thing of Trump. And, and by the way, for the record, I saw Bernie Marcus being interviewed the other day over, over the weekend. Uh, I'm, I think one of the business thing I can't remember what it was. Anyway, Bernie Marcus, and I, I saw just a minute of it. And here's Bernie Marcus. And he was very strong and forceful uh, and active and assertive. Uh, and he said, he said, if he said, I'm supporting Donald Trump. Uh, and I think he, I forgot whether he talked about, you know, forget the mean tweets, whatever. But in terms of being a president, what Donald Trump did as president, he said, we need to get back to what Donald Trump did as president, which is why Bernie Marcus is supporting Donald Trump and endorsing Donald Trump for president again. And he says, the problem is, if we, this is Bernie Marcus speaking, if we keep going down this path. America is done. America is doomed. America is over. Bernie Marcus saying that. Probably one of the most optimistic, positive uh, doers and get dunner guys in the world. Built the world's largest aquarium. I mean, my God, I mean, the, the man, this is, you know, the Home Depot billionaire, the founder, who, the doer, the accomplisher, the make it happener guy. He's also 94 years old. And if you saw him interviewed and then compared to president walks around, doesn't know where he is. Oh, my God. Bernie Marcus is 94 and sharp as a tack. And we get this guy. Oh, my God. And he got lost again over the weekend. I mean, I, I, it's, it, it's astounding. Oh. Uh. <laughs> 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 it's the Home Depot song. Oh, the Home Depot Let, song. Can I be, can I I be the, re- the listening voiceover guy? <laughs> we have a sale on scissors on aisle nine, on aisle six. Clean up on aisle six. A little help a, in hardware. It was a video. Uh, it was a couple months old, but uh, a band went into Home Depot and played this song where they were shopping. They actually had oh, all their instruments right. on a card and were playing this song. How cool is that? <laughs> but that, that guy drives me crazy. The voiceover guy, he talks like this, comes to the Home Depot. Oh my. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, He's strange. an actor. Yeah. Well, of course he is. Yeah, but why would they pick the guy with the... Why would you have a list? Uh, there's yeah. nothing. And it, by the way, not that there's anything wrong with there it. There isn't broadcasting. But if you're an announcer, you would think... It drives me crazy. Yeah. It's like being a weird accent. You would, you know... To, ha- to have a list and someone say, you know what you should do? You should be in broadcast. There are three guys who do play-by-play in Major League Baseball. Yeah. The guy for Houston is like Snagglepuss. Yeah. You know, you thought for the guy second base, exit stage left, run it all the way. You yeah, know, his, his name's Josh Lucas. He was the uh, you remember the movie Ford from Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah. Oh yeah. He they? was the the corporate guy everybody hated. Remember the guy that uh, he locked mm. in the room oh, and then I went and drove the car around? I don't remember. Uh. I just I don't understand yeah. why someone with a lisp is told they should be in broadcast. Okay, that, that's fine, but it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, true. Well, because, the guy who does Oakland has one, yeah. and there's another one that has you're not a list. Supposed to, you're not supposed to recognize that as the thing you're concentrating on. It destroys the broadcast. It takes away from what's going, what the yeah. event is. So. Uh, by the way, speaking of sports, we got more political stuff, including how did the Secret Service miss a guy they're shooting at? The Secret Service? Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. And we still don't know much about this. Uh, I made the mistake <clears throat> Sunday, Sunday evening. I said, you know, I, I texted uh, Flounder and Pete, and I said, what the hell? I'm going to watch the last two minutes of the Falcons game. And son of a... 
gone? <laughs> it wasn't 30 seconds later. They did it again. <laughs> and I wrote back, yup. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I'm going to talk about it in sports. There are constants in our lives. Yes. And one of them is the Atlanta Falcons. In fact, Tom Hughes, the king, uh, <laughs> uh, just something like, uh, something like uh, it's good to see that the same old thing, something about you know, continuing our streak in America or uh, things we can count on. Or I forgot what it was. It's so clever. And by the way, also, how would you, by the, uh, uh, Flounder, do you know this information? And Pete, do you know it, when they fire us here, uh, how, how many millions do we get? If they tell oh, us to oh, stop working, oh. yeah, the pay. If they fi- when they fire us, what's the payout? How much? How many millions? We'll do probably we get? owe them because I know that Jimbo Bags Fisher cash. has got. Yeah, I mean, there'll be a big cash bag yeah, with an S the, drawn on it and two lines. Yeah, down is that it. the same thing we get? Yeah, you know, when they fire, Jimbo they, Fisher. They pay us millions to go away. Is kind of all right. Well, that's coming up next with the Kira Pete and Flounder three thirty and. Uh, <laughs> Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Die. Yeah, I want to come back. Or when no I cash. grow up, I want to come back as a fired football coach. Yeah, holy moly! Unreal. Anyway, three thirty. Look out. <laughs> Look out, 335 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Happy Monday. Already in the middle of November. How is it even hot? Thanksgiving is next week. College football is possible? Yeah. College football is almost over. That's not right. Anyway, here's a little Leon Russell. We'll play a little Leon there for you, Paul. Russell died on this day in 2016 in Nashville. He was 74. He led Joe Cocker's band, Mad Dogs and Englishmen, appeared at George Harrison's 1971 concert for Bangladesh. Many of his songs became hits for other people, Leon Russell, among them Superstar, written with Bonnie Bramlett for The Carpenters, uh, Delta Lady for Joe Cocker, and This Masquerade for George Benson. More than 100 acts have recorded a song for you, which Russell said he wrote in yeah. 10 minutes. It's a beautiful song. You ever heard this song? I don't remember this. It'll make you cry. A song for you? Ray Charles did it, too. Hey, Leon does it. Is this it here? Yeah. Let's play yeah. it. I've acted out my love and stayed in love With 10,000 people watching But we're alone now And I'm singing this song to you I know your image of me is what I hope to be. I don't think I've ever heard this song. It, it ends at the end. The note at the end 
is ends like unlike most songs end. You think that's going to end this way, and then it ends in another note, and you're like, oh. Can you get to that? Is it possible to go to the ending, or is that right impossible here. on this thing? It's just, it's just a different way you would expect Yeah, because you're waiting for one more note to yeah. play after that yeah. one. And it goes up. Huh. Yeah. And that's uh, Leon Russell? Yep. I'll be darned. He was on the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, did a song called Joshua Come Home from the Island, and it's just a great song. Huh. Great song. I'll be darned. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, this guy's name you may not know. Neil Flynn, 63. If you ever watch the TV series Scrubs, he was that weird janitor. Oh yeah, a great role, <laughs> and he was in the middle. <laughs> he was uh, he was Mike Heck in, uh, in the middle, the janitor on Scrubs, and Lindsay Lohan's father in Mean Girls. Huh. But in the janitor thing in Scrubs, I never, I never, ever, ever watched that when it was on, and only like in the last year. If I'm and I see that it's hysterical. It's what funny. a great show! Yeah. That was a very and the hot the little hot blonde chick and the, the hot black yeah. chick and with the uh, the black uh, guy the yeah. married. I mean, it's just hysterical. And the middle was funny and. Uh, uh, was his brother was Norm Macdonald. Oh, the you know, I never saw, I never yeah. watched I'll be dead. Neil Flynn is the name of 63. <laughs> uh, let's see. On our history note today, 1940, the U.S. Army got a look at a prototype vehicle they wanted. They needed four-wheel drive, an open-air cab, and a rifle rack mounted under the windshield. The company that made it, the Willis Overland Company got the okay, and mass production began when the war began the next year in 1941. By 1945, they had made 600,000 of the Jeeps, the Willys Jeep. The Willis actually is pronounced Jeep. Jeep, Jeep. Um, I had one that I gave to my daughter on a Marine Corps birthday when I had my heart attack. And I was driving a Jeep, and I gave it to her to drive back to Pennsylvania um, as it turned out, and anyway, uh, uh, but I'll, but I, I, have you ever driven a mini jeep? Have you ever seen a mini jeep? Well, I, when I was over in England, they had uh, Steve McQueen's from the movie. They had really? his there. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, they I've I've actually driven them, uh, and they made specifically. I think they're all World War II surplus, and they're they're uh, uh, jeeps, but they're like half the size. I mean, oh yeah, they're, they're small. They came in a, in a box. <laughs> yeah. You can put them together. Yeah, you could buy them. Yeah. You can still go on the internet and buy a World War II jeep, and it comes and in a box. Send it to you. In a box. <laughs> the gas tank is underneath the driver's yeah, seat. I mean, it's unbelievable. Ooh. And I'll tell you the first, and I remember the, well, anyway, it doesn't matter, but uh, they're pretty cool. All right, here we go. Uh, 339, Kim Repeat and Flounder, 404 741 1230. 404 Let's see, there was one more thing I wanted to mention to you beforehand. Oh, um, uh, the Hobby Lobby commercial. Here, we, we just talked about, uh, I, I noticed first time today, this morning, uh, leaving the house. At my place, I'm in a, I live in a townhome uh, cul-de-sac uh, community, and uh, uh, Christmas lights are up. Oh. Uh, some of our neighbors are Christmas. Usually, it's uh, after Thanksgiving. Isn't that the rule? No, Atlanta. In Atlanta, the tradition is Thanksgiving that's night. You turn everything yeah. on. Yeah, we have one in our living room right now. Oh, a, li- a lit tree? That's, yes. r- that's wrong. Wow, already? Now, did Veronica you... was very adamant about going ahead and getting. Well, a... I think you just do whatever. What she about says. Thanksgiving? Okay. I, I believe the answer is yes, dear. Good, good question. <laughs> what about Thanksgiving? Right, right again, my darling. <laughs> you got to put your foot down now, <laughs> Flounder. Stop. It's no, no, no. On Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving is when you start doing the the ornaments and things yeah, like that. She's no, gonna, no, she's put, gonna want presents by I, Thanksgiving. I agree. I you don't put your foot down now. No, no, it's over. You got to set the precedent. No, no, not yet. In Atlanta, because of the lighting of the great tree down at Rich's. No, downtown. No, no, no. You put the lights outside, no, no. you put the lights on the tree, but you don't turn them on until Thanksgiving right. night. All right, but it's already And too- then you trim the tree that weekend. Oh, my God.
It's tradition. We had to do. We had to do a fake one because of the cat. That's right. You That's be, right. The cats are going to be everywhere. So anyway, once again, the correct answer is right again, my darling. <laughs> but, uh, I'm sorry. Exactly I... what I was hoping, my sweet angel. <laughs> yeah, uh, three forty-one. Uh, but I was, it's holiday season, and already I know uh, you mentioned this the other day, and I had not seen it. And now Did I've you seen see it. it? The Hobby Lobby commercial Ooh, with the nurse mother. Yeah, oh. and it's just, it's a, and it's a short commercial. I'm surprised I haven't uh, the minute one would make you ball out uh, loud. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, and it's a it's a hardworking. I guess she's a nurse. We see she's a nurse or hospital single worker, mother, single, uh, single mother, and she's she comes home from a hard day at work and she sees all the stuff around. She has got to do laundry and dishes and everything. The house is a mess and everything, and and then I guess she's got to go back to work. Uh, and I forgot I forgot how we know that, but it's clear she has a, like a split shift or something. And then you see her uh, sort of half deadbeat teenage son who's kind of lounging around. And then uh, does he see her walk out again? I'm, kind of, I'm he, trying to remember. He, no, he gets up after she's gone. He's eating breakfast, and he looks down, and there's the pile of clothes yeah. and he the dishes realizes. stacked up. And he goes, oh, God. Yeah, and he takes care of it. He decorates the tree, and he does all the laundry. And she comes home and... And they all talk about the Publix commercials. They they don't hold a candle to this. One. Oh, I I, get, I I beg to differ. If they play this one this year, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it, and because I'm gonna deserve a good cry. And I will say this one one more time. The story. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna cry. You can put it off that board. Do not put the camera crying board. I'm not crying. The story is mommy and daddy and little girl in their kitchen, and mommy says to little girl, "You know who's coming to? It's Friday. It's Christmas Eve." It's Christmas Eve, uh, and she and mommy says, "Do you know who's coming tonight?" She says, "Yeah, yeah, let's make cookies, let's make cookies." So they're making cookies, and they're all happy, and because it's special, it's New Year, it's Christmas Eve, and you guys, so they're all happy and all, and then they're making the cookies, and all of a sudden the doorbell rings, and the little girl says, "He's here, he's here," and mommy and daddy say, "No, it's, it's, Santa's not here," and she runs to the door, and she says, "Grandpa," and it's her grandfather. <laughs> And that one really got me last See, year. That's why I put the thing <laughs> up really there. Really got you me cried really last year. Uh, anyway, so tis the season. But the Hobby Lobby one, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's pretty good. I mean, it's well, it's very, it's very well done. Uh, anyway, okay, uh, three forty-three. Uh, Secret Service, again, this is uh, about midnight last night, Georgetown neighborhood, D.C. area. Secret Service agents see three guys breaking a window on their parked SUV, their undercover Secret Service SUV. At the time, they were guarding Naomi Biden, who's the 29-year-old eldest daughter of Hunter and his ex-wife, who he was cheating on with his dead brother's widow. Anyway, she's 29 years. Is she the one that got the money from uh, Uncle Calcescu in Romania? How about Chet's granddaughter got the money for, you know, for the take and the graft? Anyway, so they're in Georgetown. They see three guys breaking a, breaking a window. So, so one of these Secret Service agents opens fire. <laughs> and the story says it is believed no one was struck. Well, how could it mean it was believed? It's been you know, 15 hours or whatever it's been. Uh, I mean, come on. You, we, we don't know. And, uh, and why, why would they shoot if a guy's breaking a window in a car? If he's close enough to see him doing it, how could he miss? And if he's far enough away to see some guy, through, why would you shoot a guy from 100 yards across the street if he's breaking on your window? I mean, I would. I mean, I, you know, sure, I think it's a wonderful idea. But you'd think, you know, that uh, you can't just. I mean, I thought you couldn't get away with that kind of thing. I have a theory. 
What? That the Secret Service is just as incompetent as the FBI. Well, I don't know what's going on, but this doesn't make any sense. Shoot and, first, ask questions and later. And by the way, car thefts and carjackings in Washington, D.C. are up uh, like uh, 800%. Stop! Blam! Or I'll shoot! Or I'll shoot! Or I'll blam! Call the police! Blam! I mean, it's unbelievable. I don't get it. How did they miss? And how far were they? And why did they assume they had to shoot a guy breaking in the window? Now, again, you know, it was a Secret Service vehicle, but still, uh, their lives weren't in danger, unless maybe they thought they were planning a bomb. I don't know. She left a laptop in there, and they were afraid. Here we go again. this one who left the laptop? No, that was the white. That was the, uh, that was that the, was the other dog. That was Hunter that left the laptop. at the. Oh, the laptop. Yeah, but this was the one who left her diary. Was this one who left her diary? No, that's the granddaughter. The daughter left oh, her the diary. Oh, the daughter left the diary. Right? That's right. Oh, my Wasn't God. Wasn't the daughter? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, where do you hear uh, uh, Clayton County Commissioner Felicia Franklin after she got caught passing out at the bar? They've released the body cam audio and video, and that's next with the Kimberpeed Flounder, quarter of four. Look out. <laughs> You know, I'm 349. Look at all those idiots in London. My God, a video of Free Palestine. All those British people oh marching God. for the Nazi barbarians. Th- I mean, I, I don't under. In fact, Pete's going to talk more. I know some more about this British history. But coming up, they've reshuffled their cabinet and gotten rid of the woman who clearly supported the Jews. Yeah. Uh, the one woman and the one female on, in the is I understand that well, correctly. She's, she's the only pretty much person female of color. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Anyways, that's coming up. Yes, but is. again, they're swamping. London has, has been taken over, and so is New York City. We're, we're, we're tearing down now. our flag yeah. to keep their Nazi yeah. barbarian flag yeah. up. I mean, it's, and it's no, just, we're the cops. Yeah. Well, they can't do anything. You know, we can't do that. They can shoot them. No, Pete, Pete, you can't punish people for hating Jewish people. <laughs> okay, this that's is what they said. We always okay. Everybody's talking about what they do in the 30s during Kristallnacht, and we, yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't let this happen. Okay, remember BLM and the uh, yeah, Antifa, right. Antifa riots? That's what they and did. no one did a thing. That's the government right. didn't do anything. The cops didn't do anything. Yeah. And we didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, that was the brown shirts yeah. going through. Yeah, 1937 Germany. So now yeah. you've got the actual anti-Jew painting uh, Stars of David on people and making yeah. them wear stuff yeah. and accosting them on buses and trains. So now we're, at, we're around 1938 right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. All right, hold on. I'm sorry, Flounder. Play the music again. <laughs> I talked sorry, over the whole damn thing. Here we go. Let's see well, this is kind of relevant to what's going on right now. Well, it's the Eagles of Death Metal. And when I first saw this, uh, Flounder does our music. He's our music director. Uh, and I saw this list, and I remembered when I got to the uh, first line, the blues rock band Eagles of Death Metal were in the midst of performing a sold-out show at La Bataclan in Paris, France. When the venue was attacked by terrorists armed with automatic weapons, Islamic grenades. terrorists. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in fact, they yes. just left that out. Islamic, yeah, of course they did. He's British. Islamic terrorists uh, with automatic weapons, grenades, and explosive suicide vests. The band escaped to the Islamic uh, t- Muslim terrorists unharmed through a backstage door. 
But 89 members of the audience were killed, including the band's merchandise manager, Nick Alexander. If that had been Trump supporters, do you oh think they would have mentioned that God. they were Trump supporters yeah. in that Again, story? Again, the word Islam or, or the, the cause or the uh, reason for these, not, in, not mentioned yeah. at all. By the way, Trump's sister just died. Uh, yeah. His older sister, the age 86. was 86, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Uh, was that the one who hated him? I don't know. Uh, there was one of his sisters. She was a federal judge. Yeah, I think that's the one who hated. I, there was, I, it was, I don't know how many. She was well. He she was retired and well respected, apparently. Yeah. Well, one of his. Uh, I, I don't know how many sisters he has. If he has more than one, if he has only one, then that was the one who hated him and wrote a book about him and hated him and said he was a rat and all mm. kinds of horrible things. Anyway, uh, let's see. Quick birthday. While we're at it. Uh, oops, I got the wrong thing here with the birthday <laughs> list. I got a thing there. Uh, oh, the uh, uh, the hideous Whoopi Goldberg <sighs> is sixty-eight today. Uh, Sister Mary in uh, Sister Act, uh, Oda Mae Brown in Ghost, Gulian or Julian in Star Trek, whatever. Whoopi Goldberg, sixty is uh, disgraceful. You know, I mean, how did I, I just I, I I can't watch her. Everything she said, one thing, Ghost. Like, she, yep, one thing. Yeah, and she was uh, she was a a fairly amusing uh, comedian uh, actress kind of thing. But that was thirty the sister, years ago. The Sister Act thing was old when she <laughs> yeah. did it the first time. Yeah, I know. Uh, on this day in history. 1974, Karen Silkwood was killed in a suspicious car accident on her way to deliver evidence to a reporter uh. of numerous safety violations at an Oklahoma nuclear plant. Uh. Uh, Meryl Streep played her in the movie Silkwood. They murdered her, yeah. so they covered up the evidence. Probably. No question about it, in my opinion. Uh, and on this day in 1805, a butcher... In Vienna, named Johann George L. Eckner, invented a recipe. I might have mispronounced that. Invented a recipe in 1805 in Vienna. Shut up. Uh, which he called the Frankfurter. The Frankfurter mm-hmm. was the hot dog. The modern hot dog. Now, they say that the guy in New York did it, so there's yeah. arguments about yeah, that. I know. But anyway, I, I, think he used, I think he was able to use more uh, fly legs and pig lips in his uh, concoction and the recipe in Vienna. Now, a hot dog is basically ground up stuff inside yeah, a casing. Inside a casing of an intestine. Yeah. So when you eat that, yeah, and it gets into your intestine, yeah. are you not yourself then a hot dog? Uh, you're a hot dog yourself. Yeah, absolutely, no question about it. Uh, Three fifty four with the camera people flying. Okay, let's play this. Let's play this. Uh, Georgia County Commissioner, Clayton County Board of Commissioners, Vice Chair Felicia Franklin lost her vice chair job. She was the one a couple of months ago, was out drinking at a sports bar, got hammered, claimed that somebody gave her the date rape drug. (laughs) Everybody says, no, that's not true. Here, the body camera video and footage and audio has been released. Ladies and gentlemen, Clayton County Commissioner running for the chairman of the Clayton County Commission, Felicia Franklin, ladies and gentlemen. We're all trying to help, baby. Felicia. Honey, you fell down. You fell down. We want to make sure that you're okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. We just want to make sure you're okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Honey, please don't fight. You want my face? You want my face? Ma'am, you're about to go to jail. I don't give a f. You want my face? You get him off my face. So, choice is, do you want to go to the hospital or do you want to go to jail? You'll get about my face. You did not handle this properly. You're going to the hospital. Be quiet. There's no way you're up here in the hospital. This jail won't take you this drunk. I'm not that drunk. You can take me to the hospital. Get him out my face. 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 
said in her, in her face, apparently. You call my father. You call anybody, but get him out of my face. Call anybody. Godfather, what, what should I do? What should it be? <laughs> like a man. Like, like a man. <laughs> <laughs> She's lying in a puddle of her own pee and puke. It's pretty bad. What kills me? And we, we're all guilty of this. Trying to reason with a drunk person yeah, is a waste of time. Just yeah. slap them. Yeah, that's right. Just Put them in a holding tank and let yeah. them sleep it yeah. off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they tried to be, I mean, they were trying. And, <laughs> and this video, the actual, the full video is 15 minutes long. Oh, my. And the amount of patience these people have with her. Yeah. And again, they're they're spending time with her when they could be out you know, stopping bleeding from a guy who got shot. You know, knock him out. Is that that drug? You got to knock him out with something to just get Put it him over. Put a straitjacket and a bucket nearby, and take him to the hospital, to the drunk tank, and they'll let him puke all over themselves until they get better. Phone's so going off. My phone's you never turned it off. Oh, you know what? That's. Uh, I don't know who Good this broadcasting is. Broadcasting for fifty uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> did you used to bring in your your landline and set it next to your I microphone? Yes, I did. <laughs> we did not have cell phones back when. <laughs> oh, the phone's gone off again. No, no. <laughs> who brought the phone in here? Oh, I hope it's not. The problem is I've got two medical things that I'm trying to. They're organized for the VA, and that was an out of state call, so it's probably one of them. Well, why didn't you answer? Well, because I'm on the radio, and I did, was a goof. Anyway, uh, let's see. What was I? One more thing I wanted to mention about you, and I forgot what it was for about a second. Me? Well, something about. Um, uh, let's see the thing of fame. To, oh, I know what I. Uh, oh, oh, I know what it was. Uh, over the uh, the Michigan coach, Michigan football game. I know you're watching uh, uh, sports, uh, all the football games over the weekend. The interim or acting or pretend or uh, part time, uh, the new uh, filled in Michigan football coach. After the game, did you see what he, he crying? And, oh, oh my god! Like he's the victim. Well, I mean, I, I mean, okay. First of all, I you know I, I got two checks on the board today. So you know, so you know, calling the kennel kettle non-white. I got afraid to say because of man. Anyway, uh, it's a little stupid on my part. But still, I mean. I, he was bawling, but it's you know like he was trying to make it like you know somebody won some big civil rights fight or something like I know. you know like the justice has finally prevailed for the man of the miracle of the American people. We're still. I'm thinking, oh my God, what is your problem? And Harbaugh's he, he's fighting Jeez. cancer and three types of leukemia while he's fighting off all the NCAA. Oh my. It's oh my God, you guys cheated. You've got caught. Shut up. But, I'm a Michigan man. But again, I mean. So he was the fill-in coach, and they won the game against a team that he was going to beat anyway. (laughs) So this is now some special thing. He was up against the genius James Franklin, who's 4-16 and against Ohio State and Michigan, who lost to a backup coach, by the way. Outcoached. I mean, I just, I, I, and again, I feel, I've, I mean, I'm happy the guy uh, feels he had a very special moment and with his players and stuff like that. I mean, that's nice, but still, him, this was a little ridiculous. I, it's, it's bad when you have to agree with Stephen A. Smith saying Michigan playing the victim here is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get any of that. And I mean, Harbaugh, they're, they're ranked number one, aren't they? No, they're, they're oh, it's Ohio State. They're Ohio third, State, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Georgia should be Georgia number. Should we be found that out one. this week, and Georgia yeah. should be number yeah. one. Well, t- tomorrow we shouldn't find out. I'll bet they're back to number one tomorrow. They, they better. Yeah. Anyway, the Michigan thing, I, I just, I, I thought it was, I, I just made me cringe because you know he was trying to make such a thing out of it, and it, remi- and it reminded me the other day, uh, I've changed my mind about the way I thought about that uh, the quarterback who was bawling with his mother in the stands, Caleb Williams. Uh, yeah, for, was it USC or yes. USC guy? Uh, and I, not, actually, when we were talking about it, I had never seen the video. 
I, I saw a picture of him hugging his mother, mm. and I, so I didn't. But when I saw the video mm-hmm. of him absolutely bawling yeah. like a little, because he mean, lost a game. Yeah, that was yeah, that was way over the top. Oh well, yeah, I, I would be concerned about uh, mental strength. Yeah, about leadership and yeah. uh, toughness. Yes. Uh, I that's think, a beta I think, male type thing there, yeah, and he's not. He should be. Yeah. He's all the talent in the world. Yeah, yeah, but that was really uh, that was not, weird. Uh, appropriate. Uh, all right. Oh my you God. know what? His season's gone to crap since he did that Dr Pepper commercial making fun of the number thirteen and bad oh, luck. Oh well, karma, baby. Uh, four o'clock with a Kim repeat and full under. Look out! Happy Monday. <laughs> so I didn't realize it was that close to the 403. Look out. But then Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, how's it going? Here's the number, 404-741-1230 if you want to join us. Here's the Venus. Play a little Dr. Pepper for you right here. Dr. Pepper? Well, oh, Dr. Pepper, Sergeant Pepper, either way is fine. <laughs> I can't be held responsible. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's Lonely Band. I'm sorry. <laughs> My God, the Beatles are playing trombones. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Sousaphones, baritones, tubas. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh, the Beatles, 2012, the original collage that was reproduced and included in copies of The Beatles, 1967 classic Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band record. This is the collage that was reproduced, sold for $87,720. The piece was designed by Peter Blake. It was sold to an unnamed bidder as part of an auction of modern British art at Sotheby's 2012. The collage of the uh, Sergeant Pepper. Interesting. Uh, quick birthday, uh, Joe Montaigne. Nice, uh, good actor, 76 years old. Agent David Rossi in Criminal Minds. Fat Tony on The Simpsons, yeah. uh, Joey Zassa in Godfather 3. See, I saw that the other night, what and an he's awful. so bad. Oh, you can't watch that. And it's when they bring so the guy's, the, the director's daughter out there, little bit. Coppola. Oh, God, Francine, what's her name? Sophia. Sophia. Oh, God. A great director. She's a great oh, director. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Entertain- yeah, I mean, but I, an actress. Oh, Lord. You know who was supposed to do it and dropped out or something happened? I think you told me once and I forgot. Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah. She would have been good. As creepy, she's kind of a creepy, dark, yeah, weird. Anyway, Joe Montaigne is 76 years old. <laughs> and let's see, we have an historical note here. <clears throat> Excuse me if I don't mind. Uh, congratulations. On this day, 1993, 30 years ago, Michelle Pfeiffer married Boston legal genius creator David E. Kelly. Today is their 30th wedding anniversary, huh. Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, David E. Kelly. And by the way, I, I'm, uh, I, I will say this proudly and with great happiness. <clears throat> Did you see the video of Taylor Swift over the weekend when she was on stage and then she looks to her left and she gets all excited and races into the arms of Travis Kelsey. No, I did not see And that. she races into, leaps into his arms, grabs him around there, kisses him and kisses him, and, and swirls around with him like a little girl. I swear to God, I think about that, and I, I just, it's, it's on one of the... Stage? It, on stage? On stage. It's one of the sweetest things I've ever seen in my life. She's... It's one of the, it's one of the most <laughs> romantic, mm-hmm. spontaneous, sweet, loving, mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. Uh, moment 
in front of God and everybody. It's a love she story. Ran to the, ran off this and right into his arms, leaped into his <laughs> arms, kissing him. Uh, I mean, it was just and and he's swirling her. I mean, it was just honest to God. Uh, it's a love story we don't deserve, but we need. <laughs> we, <laughs> I know. I make fun of me. You please do. Uh, I, and again, it's, I, I'm sure it's my stage in life and everything else that's going on. No, the whole world's but, captivated. But, but, honestly, I just. I, and again, I think I, I guarantee you that this is uh, Taylor Swift has waited her whole life to feel like this. Now, I'm sure she's been in love before. She said, you know, she's had long-term boyfriends, but I'll guarantee, I can't guarantee, my, I'll, I will bet you that she has waited her whole life to feel like a girl mm. who's happy and giddy and in love and in letting it go, taking a chance, trusting him. He's not going to hurt her. You know, I, I, honestly, she, when, when, you, when a woman does, you can tell. When a woman gives herself a, that first time, if when you're hugging her and all of a sudden she kind of releases a little Acquiesces. more, uh, and you, I mean, she's she's ta- she's taking a chance. She's saying, "Okay, I'm 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 with you now. Don't hurt me. I'm I'm le- I'm letting you." Do this and go a little farther. And at this stage, Taylor Swift is that. I mean, I think that's the sweetest. I, mm-hmm. Honestly, God, I can't stop thinking about that video. Okay, that's what you were thinking. I here's what I was thinking over the weekend. I don't know why it hit my head. It's going great now, but when because he's got his own world and she's yeah. got her own. She's the yeah. biggest star in the world. Right. Yeah. Okay. She's bigger than Beyonce now. Right. She's the biggest oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah. He's the biggest thing going in the NFL right now since Aaron Rodgers got her. He's the biggest thing going. It's the biggest story. NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's great until he retires. Yeah. And then he won't be the big will in the in that. He's going to find something else to be a big will in. Otherwise, he becomes Mr. Swifty. Yeah. Swift. <coughs> He's, he needs something to replace this football thing, which is going to end in the next two, three years. No. Uh, elsewise, he'll just become the second fiddle. And can they handle that? Some guys can't. Well, and now, yeah, I also have to add, I mean, I, you know, Taylor Swift is, what, 33, I think? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, you know, thirty-three still young, but how many years is she going to want to be doing three-hour shows in Argentina? You know, I mean, if she wants a family, that's a whole. Yeah, I mean, at some point, and see that—that's what I'm getting to. I, I will bet you, I will bet you, her whole life changed for some in her. Something happened to her, and she said, "Oh my God, I'm going to go for it." And something, you know, was just. It was a setup thing. It wasn't like she was looking for it. And that, those are the best, the spontaneous thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my, I'll take, I'll call him, sure, what the hell, and then boom. And I'll bet you something in her clicked, and she said, oh, my God, this is, you know, this might be. This <laughs> is interesting the, way of putting it. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I, but I, I just, I, I'm so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I'm really ha- I look at that video, and I think, oh, my God, what a sweet, sweet, sweet thing. And, you know, uh, don't mm-hmm. we all wish we had a, a woman climbing into our arms. And, I, and I hope it lasts it. forever if that's yeah. supposed to last. I just, I worry about it once he becomes. The second yeah. fiddle, and he doesn't. He's no longer the big honcho in his world. Well, again, I, I would talk, if they're going to get married, they're going to have family, everything. I mean, everything's going to be up in, in in the world by then. So anyway, but but again, I just I, that, that silly video. If you haven't seen it, it's just, it just I was so happy. She could buy a team. Yeah, she could do anything she wants. She, you want a team, honey? You want to run yeah. a team? Right. Here, yeah. she was in Argentina this past weekend, wasn't it? Right, or Buenos yeah. Aires. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you see her uh, motorcade? It was like no. a president. Really? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, there's a huge store in the weekend. Like the, if anything happened to Taylor yeah. Swift, well, you know, Argentina's still, you know, <laughs> Argentina. You don't know what's going to happen in some Oh, they're these... about to de- de- get rid of their, their, their 
uh, currency. Uh, yeah. I mean, They're so in you, trouble. You don't know what's going to happen. In, in, you know, <laughs> so they, you know, I thank God they have uh, an entourage. There was a huge story last night that supposedly Travis was with her dad yeah. in the suite or something, and he left the dad hanging because he didn't see him doing a high five. Oh, I didn't see that. And it was, oh, my God, he left dad hanging. Oh, I don't think dad will have a problem with that. I think he's going to be fine. Probably hurt him if you yeah. see. Anyway, if you haven't seen the video, it's just, it was so sweet, and it, was, it touched me. I really, really, I thought it was special. 410, 410, 410. Okay, here's a go. Now, uh, the world is changing. Here we go, for example, and we're going to do some wokeness here for you. The state of Washington, town of Redmond, elementary school, Benjamin Rush Elementary in uh, the state of Washington. Uh, they decided not to have their annual Veterans Day celebration, and instead uh, they were going to have the uh, United Nations International Day of Tolerance. Okay, Day of Tolerance is not exactly the same as the day you salute uh, veterans who served their country and originally who were killed serving their country. Uh, it's not exactly the same as a day of tolerance and peace and sweetness. Uh, they used to hold a Veterans Day assembly for the kids where the, squ- the school choir would sing It's a Grand Old Flag. They would sing This Land is Your Land, and they would sing the National Anthem. How many times these days in public school do you suppose students would be able to go to an assembly and sing It's a Grand Old Flag, This Land is Your Land, and the National Anthem, This Land is Your Land? Well, we didn't come there. We're not, you don't make us feel like this. You know what? I'm, oh, my God. So uh, instead, the school choir sang songs relating to the theme of tolerance, acceptance, and kindness. The titles were uh, Live in Peace and Amani Utupi. What? Which was composed by Patsy Ford Sims, written in English and Swahili, with a meaning, grant us peace, give us courage. The Day of Tolerance was 30 years ago with the United Nations to uh, promote diversity Equity and inclusion with your mantras. Parents didn't know anything about this until it was on. The the district said they spent most of the time singing. Oh, the district said they told the students and the parents that it was really mostly just singing. Uh, The grade levels are going to perform songs they learned in music class. Uh, And the spokesman for the school said they would still teach about Veterans Day uh, and honor the veterans and maybe read some letters or something at at another time. But, you know, they they want to do the uh, United Nations peaceful inclusion Uh, thing instead. In third grade at Columbia Elementary in Decatur, Miss Berta Shaw pulled out her acoustic guitar and she taught us uh, a lot of Woody Guthrie stuff. This land is your land. Yeah. The motorcycle song, the pickle song, and uh, probably but, America the Beautiful, maybe or something, something like, like that. that. But, but we did not ever do a grand old flag. We never did that one. Uh, it's a grand old. flag. Did you flag ever do that, that in school? I don't remember. I I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard that one sung. But but still, I mean, it's you know, it, it's talking it's saluting. But basically, them there. they hate him. For, first of all, yeah. ben, Benjamin Rush is a revolutionary leader. So that's part of our history, yeah. and that that school named after him. They refuse to honor our yeah, veterans, right. and that's that's who doing that? A teacher, that's right? Doing the, that? The, the entire district. I mean, these are these are our educators. These are your forced public education camp. They're edu- educators. They're communists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Four thirteen coming up. Uh, goodbye Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> and Christmas. Yeah, and Christmas in Wisconsin is not going to be the same if you have to you, uh, make everything in the color tan. Because uh, red and green is too, way too offensive. Don't let Veronica hear about this before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and uh, Mein Kampf in the children's uh, study room uh, in uh, Hamai. Yeah, we got that boy. 414 with the Kimberfeet and Flounders standing by. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Tell me the story. <laughs> I remember the movie <laughs> Major League. <laughs> this was his walk-on music to go pitching with Charlie Sheen. Wild thing. By the Trogs, baby. Yeah. Wild thing. Yeah. I think I love you. Uh, Sure. Yeah, Ronnie Bond. Come on, hold me tight. Ronnie Bond was the drummer. I love you. Bum, 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 da, 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 da. 1992, Ronnie Bond, the drummer with Trogs, died. They scored the 1966 big number one hit in America and number two in Britain with Wild Thing. And also later with uh, a song called With a Girl Like You. I don't remember that one. Anyway, the Trogs. Also, a birthday note of two. Let's see. Um, uh, uh, Gerard Butler is 54. The star of the Olympus Has Fallen movies. He was the Phantom in The Phantom of the Opera and King Leonidas in 300. Leonidas. 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 This is... Sparta! <laughs> Kicks a guy into the hole. You oh, never saw that movie? I never saw the movie. You've never seen 300? I never saw it. You would love 300. Is, is it's that, a man's movie. Is it, well, is, yes, that, is that the one with Brad Pitt where he has a no, little funny outfit? No, that's uh, that's uh, the Trojan War one. Yeah. He plays right, Achilles. Three, 300 is... Uh, 300 is about the Thermopylae, the, the 300 uh, holding off the Persian army. Uh, and it's it's very... It's very done a very stylish like style. It's kind of a... Like it, it's, it's a small epic type thing, but it really... he I mean, that made him a star. And he huh. should be a bigger star. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I'm telling you, that's a hell of a movie. Well, I know of it. I've, I've seen it. I've uh, never seen it, but I've seen it advertised. It, it, like the, king, the king of Persia oh. says, our arrows will blood out the sky. Yeah. And he goes, then we shall fight in the shade. Oh. That's, uh, oh, you'd well, love I'm it. Have to watch that. You'll love 300. Well, I'm going to watch that then. Thank you very much. Uh, on this day in history, bye, sweetie. There goes Amanda. And uh, <laughs> 19, I like to wave to Amanda. She, does, she doesn't look. She doesn't look at no, me. She doesn't look, back, but, but, uh, but she goes by. I was no. waving same, but, but she doesn't. She doesn't look. It's a work over. relationship. No, it's just, just yeah, yeah. Uh, leave me alone, sir. I think pretty much. <laughs> Stop bothering me. Uh, 1998. Bill Clinton agreed to pay Paula Jones $850,000 if she would just stop suing him over the fact that he made her, you know, to try to kiss her and wipe out of the... Huh. Uh, the angular uh, dangler there of some kind. Anyway, uh, huh. all right, to the phones, to the news. All right, uh, 421, we, neither of which we have at the moment. Uh, with a Kim repeat and flounder, 404-741-1230. I don't know. There's some you have two that, huge stories no, there. I know. I got, I got, I'm going to get right to both of them, too, and I've got a whole bunch of things what I get to. Uh, here's the deal. Macy's Day Parade. Now, I, I honestly, I, I don't think I've actually watched more than 30 seconds or a minute of any Macy's Day Parade in decades, literally. As a family, I think we used to watch it, or at least we always had it on, and it was always in the background yeah, while you're always. getting ready for dinner, getting ready the for beginning of Christmas. dinner. And, uh, but but no, I mean, you always had it on. My mother it. always had it sure, on. Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, I, st I, I remember when they used to have the hosts... Uh, and they would get the stars of various things, but uh, it just got so bad and creepy, and they didn't know what they were doing. And it, I, I don't know, we just got. But but now here we go. Uh, almost seventeen thousand people have signed a petition condemning the upcoming Macy's Day Parade extravaganza. It's an extravaganza for non-binary and transgender people. 
Brought to you by Macy's, the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes, reading a petition, the non-binary and transgender extravaganza will be brought to you by Macy's unless you are the, uh, they are forewarned about it. This year's holiday parade will potentially expose tens of millions of viewers at home to the liberal LGBTQ agenda. This liberal nonsense airing on Thanksgiving will feature self-described non-binary performers from Broadway musicals like Justin Sullivan. He prefers he, she, they, and plays May, a girl, in Juliet on Broadway. Uh, His page says, to every queer, trans, non-binary, or person of color in the audience, this performance is dedicated to you. He declined eligibility at the Tony Awards because the categories are divided into male and female. And he said that's not enough categories, so he wouldn't be part of it. Then screw him. This is the guy in the Macy's Day Parade. You're going to single out this guy as one of the big stars of the Macy's Day Parade. Click. Uh, There's nothing more I want to do than empower non-binary people to show that it's possible to be non-binary on Broadway. Uh, Another one, Alex Newell, a male who uh, uses all pronouns and plays Lulu in the uh, show Shucked. Uh, He sings the song Independently Owned, which includes the lyrics, I won't change who I've always been, a woman, a woman. I myself may not be trans, but I'm heavy on the gender nonconforming, he said, uh, referencing his role as a transgender woman in the the, uh, series Glee. He was in the TV, uh, Glee. They've destroyed Uh, something else. Yeah. Uh, In 2021, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade featured pop singer Kim Petras, a male dubbed the world's youngest transsexual. For undergoing surgery with special permission when he was only 16 in Germany. He collaborated with Sam Smith, the self-described non-binary singer you've heard of for the song Unholy. Reached number one Billboard uh, 2023 Grammy Awards. Petrus and Smith performed the song in red leather and devil horns with fire surrounding them and dancers in cages. Republican Senator Ted Cruz called it evil. It was a satanic ritual at the Grammys. That's pop culture. That's pop culture they're shoving down your throat. Red leather devil horns, fire surrounding them. I mean, come on. It wasn't like an accident. <laughs> oh, we got to wear this? I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, you're killing me here. And if you speak out against it, you're the bad person. Yeah. Wow. Up is down? I know. It's, it's, up, it's literally upside down. Well, I always would, have, would be cooking the dressing that morning, and I'd have it on, like you said, in the background. Yeah, and Santa TV. comes on, you sit there, and you grab the dog, like, hey, there's Santa. I might see something in the crowd. I mean, you if know, they start talking like, about this trans freak or something, I'm yeah. going to turn it well, off. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. It's it's Broadway shows in, uh, featuring trans. I'll trannies. flick over and uh, listen to them talk about football then. And then uh, in, uh, uh, let's see, the uh, city administrator for Watas. Uh, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. It's a, uh, I'm trying to find the uh, county area. I don't think I can have that in front of me here. But anyway, uh, this entire community in Wisconsin has now sent a memo to city employees discouraging religious decorations over the holidays. Yes, Uh, asking city employees to create a welcoming and inclusive environment for all residents and visitors to our buildings, as well as co-workers. And it seems Christmas decorations are commonly seen throughout public uh, counters at City Hall and reminds workers that not everybody celebrates Christmas. (laughs) So we're asking all your departments to refrain from using religious decorations or those solely associated with Christmas, such as the colors red and green. 
Let's tell what colors to wear. Some neutral, inclusive decorations suggested, including snowflakes, snow people, festive lighting, uh, greenery, and incorporation of colors like blue, green, purple, and tan. Tan. The city of 48,000, they got the uh, the email suggesting the city's policies have gone askew and there are a lot more pressing matters at hand. Uh, this girl says December's are busiest period, so an awful lot of residents show up in person to pay property tax bills and stuff. So we're trying not to make you, uh, you know, offend people with your Christmas stuff. Tell them no. Yeah. This administrator makes $190,000 a year in the little town of Wisconsin. You, you've got to stop. Tell, start telling these people, yeah. no, yeah. we're not going to decor- do what you yeah. want. Put up the decorations and make them take them yeah. down. Take them to court. Sue them. Yeah. Get them fired. Yeah. Destroy their lives. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Because they're, right. they're trying to do it. They're destroying your culture, your tradition, your history. Destroy their lives. Yeah. Put them in their place. I mean, how is it possible that this t- official town memo is telling people to refrain from celebrating Christmas. And what colors they can wear. Red and green are offensive now. You can trigger people. That's a co- They're communist. Nip them in the bud. Oh, my God. I would love to have somebody tell me I couldn't wear red or yeah. green or I, got, yeah. I couldn't set up a Christmas thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't Eli Manning. <laughs> uh, 428 with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. <laughs> Will they take us off to YouTube and Rumble because I flipped uh, two birds No, they there? may take no. us off. Of, I don't think they should take us off a of Rumble in the thing there. You may have offended the mafia. Uh, it's very cares. possible. No, they uh, love it. By the way, Flounder, uh, look what Flounder got me. What did Flounder oh, get you? Flounder got me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now is the segment where we go back to 1978 well, software and technology. I now yes, have it. a box of typewriter cassette uh, things for my IBM Selectric. That's a good box. You I keep guess, that I, box. I keep the, I always, I've got boxes. I never, box. I never lose a good box. That's why your I, place is so cluttered. I, yeah, I've got throw boxes. Throw that I, away I'm here. I'm throwing away the box. I love you that. You don't I, need that box. I know. It's a good box. I could send, when I send something to my, I'm, oh. uh, for Christmas, up to my kids in Colorado, uh, <laughs> I, this would be a great packing box. No. Bakery box. Bakery box could be a wonderful thing. Cupcakes. <laughs> Cupcakes. Muffins. <laughs> Elephant ears. <laughs> Anyways, we got. So, I mean, I paid them. But, but again, th- I, I Flounder had to order them because I don't What's order stuff on the internet. For my IBM Selectric typewriter. It's the cassette typewriter a, ribbon. Is there, oh, wait, let me see that. They don't even know. Is that made in the it? former Yugoslavia? I, I don't care where they make it. They don't even sell them at the at the, uh, the, the, the typewriter store. What do you call that store? Staples. That's made the in Staples, Zagreb. Staples doesn't even sell typewriter stuff anymore. So I had to go. I had to ask Flounder to find it on. They had to Google it on the freaking internet by some, you know, Uncle Fred sort of this, typewriter ribbon company. There's an island off Slovenia that still makes yeah. those. This is a, uh, let's see. It says, uh, uh, uh. Where is it made? Uh, hard to find office equipment and supplies. It'll say on the thing where it's made. Uh, on the actual thing. Uh, this is from Kansas City where it's made. Uh, pro- well, I don't know. You, you can look to try to find it. But anyway, so so now I can keep going to my, my daily uh, work for the company because I need. I have my typewriter. I don't use it. I don't have a laptop. Anyway, uh, 5, 430, 430. I'm late. Sorry. It's a Pete and Flounder. Uh, and the mystery contains us solved uh, shortly with a Kimber Pete Flounder. <laughs> Look out. 436 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder and Rod Stewart. Yeah, and this is a bizarre story that Flounder came upon us today from 1990 and a girl named Patricia. 
Uh, I thought he was going to sing there. Uh, Patricia filed about uh, filed a lawsuit against Rod Stewart because he. No, I thought he was going to sing oh. it because he uh, okay. <laughs> because he uh, kicked a football into the crowd during a concert at the Pine Knob Music Theater in 1990 and ruptured a tendon in her middle finger. Hit <laughs> that knocking on the door. Well, he ruptured a tendon in her middle finger when he kicked the football, hit her in the finger. As a result, I'm not making this up. She sued because she said that the injury made sex between her and her husband difficult. Honey, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> use the other hand. Well, use the other foot, anything. I mean, wow. my God. Your tendon in your middle finger means you can't you well, well, whatever. Maybe well, I don't know. I can't there's only one. I just oh. there's I can't. Uh let's see. On this day in uh, history, in 2006, Google finalized its deal to buy YouTube for $1.6 billion in Google stock. Yeah, and, uh, and the downfall continues. Oh, speaking of downfall, this is hysterical. Flounder just found this 30 years ago. 30 years ago, uh, uh, President uh, Showers with daughter was in the Senate, and he was giving a speech about how horrible American society is becoming and the decline that's going to be ahead of us uh, I, this is 30 years ago. Uh, listen to what he says and how he's a little different now than uh, what than he was then. But also, uh, ironically, he's talking about the conditions that he and his ilk are responsible for entirely. But here's this is 30 years ago, President Scuzzface. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally, I yield myself three more minutes, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity. We should focus on them now, not out of a liberal instinct, for love, brother, and humanity, although I think that's a good instinct, but for simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Beyond the pale. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society. And by the way, some of the reactions to that now hitting social media. Uh, gee, maybe 1993 Joe Biden should run for president against 2023 Joe Biden. Uh, let's see. He predicted this would happen more like he planned it and is executing that part of it. Uh, I mean, I wonder if Biden ever sees these old clips and misses who he used to be. I mean, he forgot to mention he's the main driver of all this stuff. He's power-hungry, fair-weather, spineless politician, sell his soul to legalize 
pedophilia if it means getting more votes. I mean, oh, my uh, God. He said they didn't create it. Of course they created exactly. it. The you, Democrats and yeah. the great society in the 60s, the welfare state that we were warning against, have created the, the fatherless homes. They destroyed the nuclear black family and created this. When they when they they, they divided America by, put, by, by coming up with these housing complexes where Poor black people uh, were were in such dangerous conditions. The police would not even go into half of these uh, these communities because they were too damn dangerous. And what the great society unfortunately was supposed to take care of people who needed help. Instead, it allowed guys to knock up women and say, "Well, hell, the government will take care yep. of her. I don't have to stick around." Bye-bye. And the lady said, "Well, if I have another baby, I get another four hundred a month." Yep. I mean, it, it was exactly. It, it turned out to be exactly the opposite of what's supposed to be a really good motive to try to help people who needed a helping hand. But instead of saying, you don't have to do anything anymore, and men it, it, it allowed men to say, screw it. Hell, today, isn't it still something like 65% of the babies born in the black community are More. single mothers? Seven. 80%? 75%? At least 70%. It was supposed to be a safety net, and it turned out to be a yeah. way of life. Yeah, a, a cushion. Yeah. And an, and an excuse, anyway. Uh, 442 with a Kimber P. Uh, and, and, and the Democratic senator from New York, Daniel Patrick Moynihan, yeah. warned That's him right. in 68 and 69, if you do this, this will destroy the black nuclear family, and it did. And he was a, a serious elitist liberal. Old liberal. Uh, old, fa- yeah, old, old money, old, you know, old America. High part yeah, type. Yeah, just real above, uh, elitist, totally. Smart. And he, yeah, and smart as a whip. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. All Real right. Quick, we I... got a uh, phone call in. It's the moose. The moose. moose. The moose is moosing. Hey, moose, you're on the radio, man. What's going on? Kimmer, <laughs> awesome to have you about again. I, I tell you what, I love the show. I love the show. Do you remember now, this has been a while back, the Super Bowl, and they had Prince do the halftime event? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I looked at my wife that night, and I said, now you would be sad. I said, babe, I said, you want to know where evil starts? I said, there it is. I said, the devil's penis right behind that shroud, and he was up there with that guitar. Wow. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it looks like right there. I said, the evil has just taken over. Oh, and mercy. <laughs> yes. What's going on? I mean, if, uh, well, people are, are taking, I guess, I, we're, are we too insulated? Or we don't care, or I don't know. I just this. this. I, I think I think money has pretty much demolished everything. It's uh, yeah. they, they sell out too fast. It's too convenient, and nobody yeah. remembers what it what it was like to carry the flag for real. And and that's yeah. that's an honest statement. No, when you see the flag, you see have tears in your eyes. Yeah, but no. Uh, no. Boy, how things have changed, huh? Oops, thanks, yeah. man. Uh, God bless America, my friend. Uh, keep the faith Thank and don't you, never sir. quit. Hoorah! And, and uh, off we go. Mm. Four forty-three. And Prince is mild compared to what what's said and done I, today. Of course, early Prince is a little different than the Prince from the Super Bowl. Well, the t- first two albums. Whoo! Uh, you know, <laughs> the funny thing is, is do you know why he called himself the artist? Like you know how he named himself the artist? Uh, he was mad at symbol. Warner Brothers, wasn't right? He? And in contracts. You're referred to as the artist. Oh, the artist. Oh, as uh, the third person. Oh, yeah, the third part. I mean, the talent. It's like the, you're the yeah. talent. Yeah. And you're, but we're going to take well, everything. Well, you're the from producer. You. You're the boy. Yeah. No, I am director of stuff. You're the director. You're the stuff. Uh, official CEO of everything. Everything else. <laughs> <D-O-S>. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, and again, thank you for my typewriter ribbons. I'm very excited. I now got about three months worth of typing. I can All right, how about, about a comedy bit? I'm a little comedy bit. 444 with a Kira Pete and Flounder. All right, this is a friend. guy by the name of Joe Coy. Okay. Very, very funny. Excellent. Asian guy. Excellent. 
ask my mom for help. That's the worst mistake I can make. Mom, I'm late for work. Do you know where my keys are? Joseph, did you just ask me where your keys are? Isn't that a stupid question? That is a stupid question, Joseph. Excuse me, person that does not drive my car. Do you know where my keys are? That is stupid, Joseph. Why don't you ask me where my keys are? I'll know the answer to that. <laughs> Go ahead, Joseph. Ask me. Come on. Ask me right now. Mom, do you know where your keys are? Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do, Joseph. I know where my keys are all the time. You know why, Joseph? Because I put them in the same place that I always put my keys. I hang them over here, oh, on this wooden plaque that says keys. <laughs> Joseph, when you lose something, do you use your eyes to look for it? Or do you use your mouth? Because every time you lose something, Joseph, you use your mouth to find something. You can't find anything like that, Joseph. You just walk around, has anybody seen my kids? I don't know where my kids are. I think my way. <laughs> I love it. Uh, 446, it's only me with a Kipper Pete and Flounder. Uh, it's getting dark. No, it's not getting dark, but people are now telling on YouTube, sending message, getting dark, Kimmer. So, <laughs> it's a science contest. All right, 446, Kipper Pete and Flounder. Look out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, 4.50, 10 before 5. How you doing? Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Look out. This is U2, of course. 1981. Wow. U2 kicked off a 23-date North American October tour at J.B. Scott's in Albany, New York. U2. A little U2 here. Huh? There you go. See, their voices aren't strong, aren't loud enough in the mix to me. It's a live song. Well, they're in a venue. Well, then they should fire the guy who did that and get somebody else. Well, I think October was their first album, wasn't it? Uh, Maybe. I think so. In 1981. This is before they ever even had production they stuff. Well they be. just literally got put in a room and played the yeah. instruments. Well, anyway, U2's Monster Big, and uh, this was in Albany, New York. 50 or 40 years ago, or 42 years ago. Anyway, uh, a quick birthday note. Chris Knopf is 69 today. He'll always be Mr. Big on Sex in the City. And he was Peter Florick on The Good Wife. And uh, wasn't he in uh, Law & Order or uh, one of those? Uh, I don't know. Wasn't yeah. he in one of the yeah, original he was Law & Order. Orders, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Anyway, Chris Knopf is 69. And on this day in history, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, we were just talking about this. Uh, 1942, President Roosevelt signed a bill into law lowering the draft age from 21 down to 18. Mm -hmm. 1942, because we needed bodies. And we were just talking, where did we just, during the break, 
somehow we ended up talking about the draft and how draft. today's generation won't sign oh, I, up. I know what it was. I just I uh, remember when you t- said my phone was on <laughs> a few minutes, a half an hour ago. Whatever you said, my your phone's on, and, I, and I'm an idiot for having my phone on. And in fact, it was uh, it was a number I didn't recognize, and it turned out that there was a message, and it turned out to be I just checked it during our break. Uh, one of the doctors from the uh, Veterans Administration wanted to qu- uh, grill me about my answer. So I missed that call. So I got arranged to get that done before. Uh, I've been speaking about my medical records at AtlantaSafeHouse.com. If you want to keep your medical records and your marriage and devoid all your papers and your get yourself a safe, AtlantaSafeHouse.com. And I didn't have one down in Florida, and that's why I can't find my records. And I'll bet this phone call tomorrow when I talk to her is going to be uh, unfortunate. But, but uh, whatever, I don't mean to bring you into my own Real quick, before problem. you start, we got Swatoon yes. on the line. Swatoon, hey, uh, my good friend, it's uh, great to have you aboard. Happy Monday. How you doing? What's up? Hey, what's up, Kevin? Yes, sir. Hey, I'm cool. I'm calling regarding that uh, uh, Secret Service shooting. Yeah, what the heck, think, man? Yeah, well, go ahead. Uh, the good part is Biden is like an emperor from the Star Wars, and he hired all the Starship troopers, so they cannot hit nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand the whole—I mean, I don't know more—I haven't heard any more or seen any more information about it, but apparently— well, the was, second is— the the car they were driving was red, so when they saw that, they thought it was MAGA people, so they just started shooting. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, the getaway car was red, so it could have been a Trump yeah, escape vehicle. Anyway, all right, yeah. it's my two. <laughs> yeah. All right, man, have a good one, 4.53. Again, the story is that at midnight last night, the president's grand—was it a granddaughter? Oh, I got the story yeah, here. Yeah, granddaughter. Uh, granddaughter. Uh, was in uh, George Washington area, uh, I mean, in uh, Georgetown neighborhood of D.C., and the Secret Service agents saw three guys breaking a window of their parked an unoccupied government Secret Service undercover vehicle. And so uh, one of the federal agents shot at the guys, and then the story says it is believed no one was struck. Well, what do you mean? It was it was midnight last night. There's been no update on this about whether anybody got shot or not. You'd know it by now. They're not ta- obviously not talking much about it. And the other thing, here's my t- a couple of questions. First of all, yeah, uh, how close were the Secret Service agents to seeing people break into their car? Mm-hmm. If they were close enough to be, you know, like 20, 30 feet, something like that. How the hell did he miss? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, they, they aren't carrying, you know, little 22 cap pistols. They've got these uh, semi-automatic things under their coats uh-huh. that have, you know, extensions on them and everything else. These are their special weapons these guys have. How the hell did he miss? Unless he was trying, maybe he was firing warning shots. It doesn't make this clear, but I find hard to believe. And on the other hand, why would a, a Secret Service station shoot a guy who's breaking a window? Is that is that enough of a, maybe he's afraid he's going to put a bomb in there? I mean, uh, I, I, don't we have to find out what, I mean, I, I'm very curious about what the hell is going on here. And, and by the way, if he missed because he was too far away, then why would you be 400 yards away and, and be shooting at a guy breaking into your car? And by the way, 400 yards, you know, I'm a sharpshooter, so I would assume the Secret Service agents could hit an an 8-inch bullseye from 400 yards. And in this economy. (laughs) Anyway, I don't get it. I mean, I just, there's something weird going on here. Okay, a a quick overseas thing. Uh, And we got, by the way, hold a crap at sports. Oh, uh, one more sports thing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We never did get to the 70 million. Well, uh, well, I was going to either do that or the running back. What running back? Uh, well, let's do that now, because right. and we'll do the gym. You can talk about the Jimbo thing. This is unbelievable. In about twenty minutes. All right. Uh, 
I watch one of the games I watched off and on. I was out and doing all kinds of stuff and trying to. My freezer died, so my food's dead. So all weekend, oh, anyway, your blubber gone. Saturday, that's right. Saturday afternoon, I'm watching a thing, and the a quarterback for Alabama. Yes, sir. Is running and running and scrambling and running. He's running like crazy, and he gets tackled right in the thigh. Yeah. And has to leave the game. Yeah. Do you know why he had to leave the game? Because he got hit in the thigh? Well, he he was wearing pads. pads. Doesn't wear pads, no. He's, he's fast. No pads. Yeah. My God, I can't imagine going on a football yeah. field, especially as fast and, as these guys are these mm-hmm. days, big, strong, and fast, and having no oh. padding on your legs it's even worse. or your knee. No, no knee pads, no thigh pads. I mean, I can't believe it. I don't think they wear hip pads, most of them. Little teeny little foam thing. I was watching a game, and there's a guy sitting on the sideline, sitting on the bench. All right, their, their pants end right there above the yeah, knee, right? right? No pad. He had a scar. Their exercise shorts. He had a scar right down his knee where he had already yeah. had one right. operation exactly. on his knee. Yep. Still not wearing pads. Well, there you go. No. I, in fact, I, I wish I, I've got that's, a... See, that's that's the school in NCAA problem right there. Let him get All away this with yapping that. about safety. Make them put the damn pads on so they're not as fast. If everybody's playing by the same rules, then there's less people getting hurt and they're all, well, they're all it's all fair. I mean, I this just, is BS. Not let, not making them wear pads. It's I, I don't get it. It's stupid. And I'm th- I, I'm going to take a picture of my my old prep school yearbook in uniform. Just oh, I mean, no, but, but what a difference! I mean, you look at these guys are wearing they're wearing basically you know those tight gym short yeah, workout shorts. It. That yeah, maybe something those, on their those knee length. Quad or, uh, yeah. Oh my god! I would have something on my knees, no doubt about it. I, I mean, I couldn't. I, and the guy got knocked out of the game. He had to leave the game. Because <laughs> he got hit in the thigh. I mean, well, that's a, hit, that's a hip pointer, man. That don't go right. away. That, that, that could hurt you. And and the bruising, by the way, if your if your thigh muscle is bruised, have fun running full speed and and, oh. and, and jig jagging and everything. I found out last April when I took a toss down my ice covered rampway leaving oh, my house. Yes. I fell right on my left hip yeah. and it hurt for two that's months. That's no good. Yeah, the hip pointer, man. That bruise doesn't go away. Yeah, I fell a few several months ago. I remember, I fell on my hip. I fell on my wallet. You fell off the horse, didn't yeah, you? I fell off the horse, right? That you one, fell that on your that didn't hurt George me Costanza well, wallet? Hey, well, luckily, there's nothing in it. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> yes, sir. we have Ed on the line, and he wants to comment on your sharpshooting. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, Ed, oh, God. Well, Mr. I shouldn't have said, I should never talk about me in the Marines. I'm sorry. I go. blew it again. Ed, you're on the radio. All right, let me have it. Go ahead. What did I deserve? <laughs> hey, sharp, hey, sharpshooter. Yes, sir. <laughs> you, you can hit a target eight inches at... 400 yards. Yes, sir. You know what 400 yards is? Four football fields. It's four football fields. It's 1,200 feet. Okay. And you can hit an 8-inch target. Yes, I can. B.S. <laughs> well, okay. B.S. Come on, man. You're, you're still exaggerating. Not with a pistol, with a with an M14. Oh, I I know not with a pistol, of well, course. Yeah, no. with an M14, no no quite. I could do it all freaking day. I'll bet you. I'll bet you they didn't have a firing range in boot camp that was 400 yards away. Well, I think you're going to have a little problem there, my friend. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> anyway. Oh, you'll get your answer from the internet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, now we understand everything. Wikipedia. Well, okay. I'm not going to argue with you. I, you know, in fact, you know, screw you. I mean, you know, I was in a freaking United States Marine then, and I'm still a United States Marine, and I got the documents to prove it, and I got the badge to prove it, and I got the 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 things as Chevrons to prove it, and the 
stripes to no, prove no, it no, and every other damn tattoo. thing. Tattoo. And I got the tattoo the right brand. up here. Brand. My God. You're off my freaking back. <laughs> Jeez. God, what I didn't I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just saying, you know, there's a you can, how could a secret service agent not do something that anybody in the Marine could do? Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Together, ladies, left shoulder, right foot, ready on your dog target. Sharp shooter, road guards out. Stand by. It's only me, it's only the giver. With Pete Davis and Flounder at the controls. Nice to have you aboard. Here's a phone number, 404-741-1230. If you'd like to call up and call me a liar and a loser. <laughs> liar! And, <laughs> by the way, uh, we're going to get it. We got some international stuff here in political stuff. We got some stuff to do. And, and the mugger lady talking about the hero and wish he didn't have a gun and some the migrants who are up. Anyway, we got a whole bunch of stuff. to. Oh, oh and earlier today, if you, if you just joined us, we're going to play a little bit later on uh not only holy crap at sports and pete sweet stuff like that but the the comments from the clayton commissioner lady who uh said she was slipped a mickey but obviously was not you're going to hear her uh talk. I mean, it's pretty funny um uh 504 but pete let me ask you this uh, yes, speaking sir. of messages and stuff uh you forwarded me a message that somebody had sent you uh, of a religious nature uh, was very, uh, yeah, it was very. Uh, it was a, a lengthy and a touching and a personal message about belief in the future and what happens when we die and stuff like that. Did I get the impression that he said, "I'm not going to go to heaven"? No, no. He was giving you the recipe to going to heaven. He was, but he was it sounded being like very I nice. didn't have it. Like he said, no, it sounds he like said, you don't. Yeah, you're, you're not. Yeah, Cameron, no, you're not going to be going to heaven because the recipe yeah. is you don't. Have, you can't do it. And I'm going. Whoa, no, wait a minute. <laughs> what did we say early in the show off the air? The reason you weren't going to go to heaven. Yeah, that that St. Peter's going to tell you, no, you, you missed it by that much. Well, I know I, I can think of two reasons. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say it. No, yeah, because I wasn't going to sleep again for another week. Uh, but the other, <laughs> <laughs> and, well, oh, no, three reasons. You yeah. killed a man. Yeah, once well, it you... was I, I'm, I'm, oh, ambient. We can nobody can prove it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's so far, there's no evidence. <laughs> killed a man with a trident. Well, I just, I'm, it was, uh, you know, I thought it was a dream, and it could have been a dream. Anyway. Um, 
Uh, no, we got that going for us. All right, 404. I don't know what I was going to say. You're four, going to hell. 741. <laughs> yeah, but the good news is I was in the Marines. And so it's in the song, Guarding Heaven's Gate. When you, my Marines don't die, we go to hell That's and regroup, true. and then we go guard Heaven's Gate. So they've got to let me in. But St. Peter's going to say I'm working every weekend and every holiday. They don't let you in. No, I, I, I'm on the outside. You're I don't at the gate. I, yeah, but I'm there, at least there. That's good. It's a little cooler than. <laughs> 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 oh, sure, I don't get all the, you know, the fun, happy stuff. All but... right. All right. Girls first, Barbara. Uh, we have a phone call. Uh, yes. Now, Flounder has to get him on. Uh, Barbara, yeah. Barbara, how are you on the radio? Hi, Barbara. How you doing? Hi, Cameron. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, I'm just great, sweetie. It's good to talk to you. What's up? Well, I just wanted, this is a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about your ranting and raving about your, you couldn't remember things. Yes, yes. You yeah. put things down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in that same category with you. <laughs> and, I, and I blame it on little small people running around hiding them. Because I will find the item and then I'll take it somewhere else and then it's gone. <laughs> I mean, this, this goes on all day long. It drives me crazy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, anything, a screwdriver, a box of Kleenexes, you know, it doesn't matter. I, and it just disappears uh, and ends up somewhere else? Yeah. <laughs> it disappears and it'll come back. I mean, I don't know. It's you, you know, it reminds me, and I haven't thought about this in, in I don't know, forever, I guess, but I remember that I read a story about someone proving that the old uh, theory of pennies from heaven is real. That that oh. I mean, and, and the, the the theory is that you find a a remembrance of penny to remind you of something from the, from your loved one. From I mean, and, and oh. pennies from heaven is a symbol or a symbol. I like that. And I and I I think that's you know who knows. Yeah, who, who, I know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so little, all right. Real so, quick, I, I just yes. I just comment about when you start talking and your words aren't coming out as fast as you want them to and and you start going crazy I'm there also (laughs) (laughs) it's you and me baby uh, that, that's it, Kim. All right, me, sweetie. All right, kiddo. It's all right, doll. Thank you. <laughs> 508 with a Kimmer Feet and Flounder and our friend Barbara. Now we have uh, Baker. Baker. Baker on the radio, man. What's going on? Brother Kimmer. Yes, sir. Uh, it's obvious that gentleman who called you about not being able to hit an 80 inch bull in how many yards uh, was comparing you to the United States Army instead of the United States Marine Corps. <laughs> That's very possible. <laughs> yeah, that it's a there's a slight difference, but I don't want to say I you know I don't want to say anything. I, I, I talk about me and I always get in trouble and I get picked on and everything else. So. Anyway, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, 508. And John Baker. wants to talk to John's you. on the radio. John, I really appreciate it. Happy Monday. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, camera. Uh, that last caller pissed me off. The uh, We actually shoot from 500 yards, not 400. Oh, oh really? <laughs> well, I I'm don't think I'm... I... myself. Oh, so, there yeah. you go. Well, yeah, see, that's, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. That's and by the way, who will ever forget your first trip to the rifle range? And when they make you actually do the work... And the rifle range duty when you're on there for the week or whatever it was, I don't know what it is now these days. Uh, but you, you have to you have to serve a term of in working in the pits where you bring the, right. the, the the targets down. You see where the holes are from the bullet went through the shell went through uh, the round, and then you put the little sticker on and stuff. And you have to work those pits. It's really, I mean, the whole thing is really uh, really exhilarating and exciting. And 500 yards, there you go. Uh, were you a, a sharpshooter expert or what were you? Yes, sir. Expert. Excellent. Outstanding. Now, did you also qualify with a pistol? I never qualified with a pistol. 
but I always yeah, wanted I to for some. Oh, did you? I yeah. did. Yeah. And though, and by the way, people don't understand. If you're shooting a 45 caliber pistol, uh, chances are that anything over about 50 feet yeah, is true. pretty much hit and miss. <laughs> so, yeah, you're just shooting into the air. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, and, and, and do they still teach the theory that when you're when you're shooting at an enemy, you're you're, you're not quite sure where he is. Always start low. Always make sure the first three shots go boom, boom, boom from the ground to the ground uh, and upwards. So that they can see the uh, the rounds coming at you. Uh, that was what they taught us back in 1966. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. might be a little different. Hey, Five, my friend. Thank you. Is it John? Did I get the name right? Yes, that's correct. Thanks, yes, John. Thanks. Uh, God bless you, sir. Sepperfy and Urah, my friend. Five ten with the Kipper Pete and Flounder. Uh, yes. Now you got to do a show. No, 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 I'm fine. Everything's fine. And I got my, uh, I'm going to talk to my, uh, the VA doctor tomorrow. So that's all good. Uh, a quick overnight thing, uh, overnight, overseas thing. Israeli officials are horrified that they have found in a uh, child's room in the uh, uh, Gaza Strip, the Hamas territory, they, in a child's room, which is used as a base by Hamas terrorists, they have found a copy, an Arabic copy of Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf. Huh. Uh, the terrorist had highlighted portions of the book, including in his own words, it starts with the words, it ends with the Jewish blood in the streets, unquote. Now, the terrorist wrote notes, marked the sections, and uh, studied again and again Adolf Hitler's ideology to hate the Jews, to kill the Jews, to burn and slaughter Jews wherever they are. This is the real war we are facing, unquote. Uh, originally published in 1925 when he was in the Bavarian prison. We mentioned that the other Friday on the radio, I believe. Uh, it's an anti-Semitic manifesto, Jewish uh, peril. Uh, Nazi ideology, uh, 387 pages, translates into Mind's, My Struggle, Mein Kampf, distributed also by North Korean ruler Kim Jong-un to his top officials as a leadership skill <laughs> program. Uh, and by the way, a, a couple of quick things here while we have just a second. I'm going to put on my uh, Kalabanga mm. shoes and see what I'm doing. Uh, oops, today we got one more thing. Okay, here we go. The Babylon Bee. Made a point, and we're going to talk about what's going on in London here shortly. Eighty years after Hitler's failure, the Nazis have at least finally, at last, seized London. Yes, Hitler's dream has finally come true, said John MacDonald, watching as Piccadilly was overrun with Nazis. You just know that somewhere Hitler is looking on today and smiling. As chants of death to Jews and final solution rang through the London air, longtime Nazi leader Joseph Schmidt was overwhelmed with joy. After so many decades of being an outcast here in Britain, to now watch Nazis march through the heart of London, and yelling, gas the Jews. Well, it brings a tear to your eye, said Mr. Schmidt. I've had to hide my swastika flag for years, but no more. We're going out for a triumphant walk right by Buckingham Palace. God. Yeah, and that's yeah. a Babylon B. And one more thing, by the way, speaking of the phonies uh, who are now coming out of the woodwork, Actors are back to work Thursday following the end of the historic 188-day strike that prevented them from participating in film, TV, and, and chasing helpless starlets around casting couches. <laughs> Workers who participated in the strike, as well as anti-Semitic pro-Hamas demonstrations, have begun again cozying up to the Jews once again in hopes of finding work. Uh, <clears throat> 
I hereby disavow everything I've ever said online for the past four weeks, Hollywood actor Mark Ruffalo posted on X, formerly Twitter. Uh, Israel is not a genocidal monster, uh, like I suggested. Uh, I've reflected, and I want to apologize for my hurtful actions. I didn't even know what from the river to the sea meant. Uh, please, somebody give me a job. And Mark Ruffalo has now since deleted the comment. Yeah. I mean, what a bunch of freaking, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And what's happening in London? I could I saw a video this weekend. It just overrun. Despicable. They in were Britain, Great they were, Britain. The cops were beating up and bloodying the uh, the people who showed up with Union Jacks to support their dead war heroes, and and they're they're basically escorting they're veterans, and co- concierges for the the Nazi barbarians. God. And they're Nazis. That's let's not let's kid ourselves. Yeah. They're literal they Nazis. Believe, yeah. We've been called Nazis for six years over here by the left. Now that they're faced with real Nazis, they have no clue what the, to, how the, to handle it. The British Empire. I, I mean, the they're British ashamed Empire. of it now. They're ashamed of it. Their history and everything. They've been told to be ashamed of who they are. Well, now, uh, well, we got to. And they have a lot to be ashamed of, uh, but not everything. Yeah, well, I want. Well, we have to do holy. We have to. We want to do holy crap at sports. I can't <laughs> yeah, wait to talk do. about Jimbo Fisher and the Falcons and how I jinxed him on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, but also, Pete's going to give us a little lesson in what the hell's going on in British Parliament. Also about this whole business, uh, and we t- we're going to talk about muggers and heroes and guns and uh, the people who came to America illegally and outside. We want to go home. We don't want to live in Chicago in the wintertime on the street in New York. No, we don't want to be here either. And now they want to go back. They want tickets to go home to Venezuela. 515 with a Kira Pete Flounder. Look out. Yeah, look out, look out. 519. And coming up with a Kim Repeat and Flounder, I have a sports birthday and three sports historical notes. Oh, boy, but now the real fun stuff. And Jimbo Fisher, holy cow. Holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Somebody's already put a photo up of Jim, Jimbo Fisher in a Mississippi State jersey. But anyway, <laughs> everybody needs constants in their life, Kimmer. Yes, yes. Everybody needs a touchstone they can always count on, something that will always be there for them. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's their mom or dad, their family. For some, it's a close friend, mm-hmm. maybe a workmate. Mm-hmm. But for Atlantans, yeah. the one thing we can all count on, <laughs> the one thing that's always there for us, rain or shine, the roof open or not, year after year, decade after decade, our constant is the Atlanta Falcons mm. blowing a close game to an inferior mm. team by finding new and unique ways to lose. Yeah. And you helped it along I, yesterday, did fault. you not? It's my fault. It's my fault. We all have been there. It's not your fault, Kimmer. Well, it's, I never, do, I never do this. And Saturday, Sunday afternoon, I, te- two, I, I texted Pete and Flounder and I said, "Okay, what the hell? I'm going to watch the last two minutes of the Falcons game because they were going to win by one point." Uh huh. Sure. I said, I'm going to watch the last two minutes of the Falcons game. And sure, sure as <laughs> boom, Sinola. <laughs> the Falcons may suck, but their suckitude is something you can rely on as always being there, like like a sunrise or oh. herpes. <laughs> A last-second field goal by the Cardinals is enough to beat the Falcons in Arizona, 25-23 to to fall to 4-6. and six. They missed a chance to tie the Saints for top spot in the NFC South. Let, let me remind you, yeah. they have the weakest top schedule yeah. in the NFL, and if they don't make the playoffs, he needs to be fired. Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. I don't want to hold out another year. I don't want a, a, a Rich McKay-type decision where, oh, you don't want to fire, fire him. 
at least interim head coach Arthur Smith finally got Bijan Robinson the ball, though, That's on good. the goal line. What did yeah. he do? Yeah. He scored, yeah. just like he did at Texas. This genius, it took him, what, nine games to yeah. figure this out? Look at the moves he made. He made a couple of zippity-zippity things. I mean, it, he's, he's a star. Yeah. Arthur Smith got outcoached again, by the way. Taylor Heineke left the game with a hamstring pull. Desmond Ritter came in, and he played well. Mm-hmm. Put a spark in the team, mm-hmm. except on a fourth and one where he looked like he was Lonnie Smith on ice skates out there. Yeah, Couldn't no. get it. Yeah. And his Matt Ryan impression by throwing short of the end zone has gotten tired, too. How many yeah, times have we seen that? Get to the line, From man. a Falcons court. No, you got to throw it in the damn end zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Drake London, a circus catch. I don't know if you saw it. Amazing catch. I mean, it's one of the best of the year. But for the second straight game, a quarterback who had not played for a while ran circles around their offense. Dobbs did it with the Vikings the week before. Kyler Murray yesterday had not suited up since game 14 of last season. He looked like an all-pro. The Falcons' D made him look like his Heisman Trophy winning year back when he was in Oklahoma. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, they have this week and all before New Orleans comes to the bins the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So they have two weeks to figure this out or he's going to get fired. The Falcons now have the 10th pick in next year's NFL draft, by the way, which isn't going to be the same. It's going to come up and down and everything. But once again, if it's below 10, it's a mediocre and it's not going to help that much. They need a quarterback. By the way, can I interest you in the Broncos at the Bills tonight? Um. Uh, well, of course, my family's in Colorado, which would be now. But but uh, I I wonder what's Are going on with the Bills. Uh, my family's playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I, I I used to I did. I mean, I don't, I don't like the AFC. I don't I don't really about the AFC. Uh, but I like that Bills quarterback guy, yeah. and, and they were you know Josh, and I thought they yeah. were going to do some good stuff. But I don't know what's going on with well, that. Weather window may be closed. Yeah, yeah, that's a sad thing up yeah. there. But yeah, hey, I don't know what the weather's going to be like today. But Peyton and Eli's worth listening to on They're ESPN too. Are they still fighting? Do they? Uh, no, they they kind of quit quit the fighting thing. Even you were upset about when they really yeah, did Peyton get was it. yelling at him, yeah. and they were, he was mad. That's, you don't, you can't do that. No. no, you can't do that. Anyone else want to argue with me again that Bryce Young is the better quarterback than C.J. Stroud? I haven't heard a lot of people oh. uh, making that debate anytime uh, lately. I don't think Bryce is better than C.J. Yeah, Stroud. The ti- no. Texans are a winning team yeah. with C.J. Stroud. He's an MVP candidate. Yeah. He is He's good. already said the rookie. I mean, I he's done, it's unbelievable stuff yeah. he's done already. Unbelievable. Adam Schefter of ESPN reports that five teams won a game yesterday with a field goal with no time remaining in regulation. That's the most ever in NFL history in a single week. That was surprising. That's amazing. Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, who never lies. In fact, I like Ken Rosenthal. That's a joke. Says uh, President of Baseball Operations Alex Anthopoulos says they will pay top dollar for a free agent starter. If that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Then they're going to do it. Meanwhile, reporter John Morosi. And he tweeted this uh, just recently, says Shohei Otani is intrigued by the possibility of playing for the Atlanta Braves because he wants to play for a winner. And the Braves are poised to be a winner for a while now. Boy, I wonder if he's going to be able to pitch again. No, no. He'll be 2025 before he pitches again. And then I I don't care if he pitches as long as he's hitting. Yeah, but if he he could get get a straight pitching, he's so good. Oh, my God. But, boy, that's a lot of money. I know. That's a lot of money. Well, what would we get, $100 million a year? I mean, $80 million a year? more than that. I mean, but they were talking before his injury, five hundred plus. Uh, he's not going to get that now, but still, 
Uh, the Astros hired their bench coach, Joe Espada, to replace the retired manager, Dusty Baker. I said last Friday right here that I hoped Ole Miss could keep it within 17 points of Georgia. 17 of Georgia, yeah. I should have said the Rebels would only score 17 <laughs> points. So after spanking the number nine team in the country, Kirby Smart turned his gaze to Tennessee. His Bulldogs will play the Volunteers on Saturday. Now, Coach Smart did not know when Halloween was, said he was working. Mm-hmm. He did not know who Miley Cyrus was and right. didn't know anything about a wrecking ball. Right. But one thing he does know, or two things, Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. Kirby, Kirby says he knows of Dolly, and he knows she will be at the game in Knoxville on Saturday. Well, there you go. So there. Uh, Georgia opens up as a three-point favorite against Alabama in the SEC title game. That's going to be a doozy of a game. Wait a minute. Our football? T- what are you talking about? Well, I, I say what? that again. Georgia is a three-point favorite already over Bama in the SEC title game. Only three points? Alabama's come on like gangbusters. They're looking good. Well, I, boy, yeah, but that's I, gonna be a I, great they're game. Still making, they look to me, I saw a little bit of that game, and they're still doing stupid things. All right. Uh, anyway. Well, then you're going to put your money on Georgia. I, I, I never bet because I always lose. Okay. Uh, by the way, clean old-fashioned hate, you know what that is? I'm getting familiar with it again, uh, yes. Uh, that's Georgia-Georgia Tech game. Oh, well, Clean old-fashioned hate. Right. Prime time on ABC. Oh, my. Yeah. Georgia Tech. Oh, really? Yeah. No, well, hopefully good for them. Georgia Tech, will, they'll pick one of the weeks that they show up. Yeah, well, <laughs> Be well nice. hopefully. As predicted here before the season began, Texas A&M has canned head coach Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. They will pay him $73 million American dollars to sit on his arse and scratch. How is that possible? You can't. That's Priorities. Just- it's just ridiculous. Our priorities in this country are completely out of whack. That's one thing to pay a man to work. It's another thing to pay him $70 million to sit on his butt Well, I mean, for years. first of all, the decision to pay him that kind of money right. over that many of years, knowing that it may not work out two or three years after he signed the oh. contract, you can't have that kind of money in limbo. I mean, they I mean were already They were already wanting him to leave Florida State. He was already on the downhill slide in Tallahassee when Texas A&M hired him. So you can see this coming. So of course, seventy-three or million dollars to not coach, to not coach. And if he gets another job, he can keep the money. I think, Candy, or he doesn't have to give it. It depends on the contract. I don't know what he's got going there. Oh my gosh! Please hire him at Mississippi State. Yeah, we've beaten him three years in a row. Please hire him at. Anyway, uh, of course, the lazy sports writers like Pete Tamil immediately have Lane Kiffin going to College Station just immediately. Oh, it's got to be Kiffin, just like they had him going to Miami and Florida State and LSU and insert your college name here. Other sports writers have put out lists that don't even mention Lane Kiffin on them. So that shows. None of them know. They're just yeah. guessing. Yeah, they have no absolutely. clue. He may end up with the Aggies. That's a lot of money to turn down. Well, I believe he's going to Alabama. He wants Alabama. Whether he gets it or not, who will know? The well, Kentucky Dan Landing at Oregon is also on the list, too, to replace Nick Saban yeah. at some point. That's a good So program. we'll see. Uh, let's see. Other coaches being bandied about for A&M, including Landing. Uh, the Detroit Lions coach, Dan Campbell, he's not going to leave the NFL. Are you, Especially not. The Lions are playing pretty right. damn good. Uh, Jeff, they, in fact, somebody yeah. said they're going to the Super Bowl. One of the guys over the weekend said they're they were they a won. Lock they to beat win the, the Chargers. They, they're, they're not he, a lot. Well, no, they're like, but he said that they're. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs, and they have yeah. as good a chance as anybody right now to to uh, to, yeah. to win. You know the uh, a, what the AFC whatever is and get to the Super in, Bowl. NFC, NFC, you know, the thing with the Central. Uh, <laughs> same, well, or Saint North, Louis, uh, NFC Cincinnati, North, same thing. NFC North, NFC North, yeah. or. I'm the one with the Bears and the yeah, Packers, wherever yeah. the hell that is. It used to be the NFC. Uh, Jeff Trailer of UTSA, which would be a good choice. The man knows Texas, and he knows recruiting in Texas. Don't He'd be a good him. choice. Mike Elko of Duke. 
I think he's a little too overweight. And Urban Meyer's name has come up again. Really? Urban Meyer. I thought he was done for the uh, Well, the NFL he's of, done. Yeah. Pro, uh, college? Well. We'll see. Uh, Jimbo Fisher went 45-25 and 25 at A&M. His predecessor, Kevin Sumlin, won six more games with only one more loss with a lot less money in yeah. the payroll. And coached a Heisman Trophy winner. Mm. I, I, they, well, they're paying the money. I mean, they must have the deep pockets. They don't care. No, they don't care. It's A&M. And they're not even Texas, it. and they got deep pockets. Yeah, they're not even the long Not oil money. At least it looks like the human weasel Bobby Petrino will not get the part. Yeah, That's well, pretty that's funny. Good. Uh, my apologies to any offended weasels yes, out there. Okay. Mississippi State fired head coach Zach Arnett before the poor man could even finish one season. Arnett replaced Mike Leach, who died suddenly of that heart attack at the end of last mm-hmm. season. Right. And San Diego State coach Brady Hoke will retire at the end of the season. It's his second stint with the Aztecs. He also coached Michigan, Ball State, and Tennessee for a couple games. Mm. A lot of people forget that. And Arizona State. Yes. Uh, Athletic Director Ray Anderson has resigned after the bad coaching hires and being a lifetime dick working Ah. for the Falcons and Disney. (laughs) What a jerk. (laughs) He was. Hey, try to hold down, all right? (laughs) He was a bald-headed. I I don't blame you at all, sir. You're absolutely correct, sir. Uh, 5.30 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder on (laughs) (laughs) 106.3. Five thirty-four. How's it going? It's only me. Oh, it's only. Kimmer Pete and Flounder there. The Ledster, the Zeppelini. Nineteen seventy-eight. Led Zeppelin scored their seventh British number one hit soundtrack double album. The song remains the same. Peaked at number two in America. Tracks recorded at Madison Square Garden in New York in nineteen seventy-three. This was seventy-eight. This has got to be their biggest song, right? Maybe I know this one. One of them. Mm, one of them. No, not, not their biggest song. I'm not saying their biggest, but it's one of their. What was your What was your bigger song? Steermaker was was a big one. Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Oh, I, oh, they did that one. Oh, I was thinking that was the Stones. Oh wow. Uh, five. Th- <laughs> Things you don't say on air. <laughs> I'm, good night, everyone. I'm five thirty-five. <laughs> What we have here is a failure (laughs) to communicate. (laughs) Uh, And now some of the stuff I didn't get to when Pete Davis was doing Holy Crap at Sports. What's your next Holy Crap at Sports podcast? Uh, uh, Real late tonight, early in the morning. Yeah, whatever. When I get around to it. Well, you know, don't forget what you got to the thing here. Uh, uh, Some sports information for you, including a sports birthday. I'm not sure which name to use. Ron Artest. Or Meta World Peace. Either way, he's 44. Yeah. Meta World Peace, Ron Artest, uh, the former NBA star, started the brawl with the fans in Detroit back in 2004 when he was with the Indiana Pacers. And they had a big old brawl, and that was a famous thing Mm -hmm. there. Meta World Peace. Uh, Also on the state, Pete. Uh, 19. Oh, hold on. I didn't keep my things on the thing here. Uh, 1995, Greg Maddox became the first major league pitcher to win four consecutive Cy Young Awards. Unbelievable, yeah. 1995. And those are those years when, I, you know, uh, uh, 1991, Roger Clemens won his third Cy Young in the American League. And one more sports thing here. i got it here somewhere. Oh, there we go. Uh, 1982, Ray Boom Boom Mancini <laughs> regained his WBA lightweight title 
by knocking out Duk Koo Kim in the 14th round. Kim was knocked unconscious, rushed to the hospital, and died. Four days later, Boom Boom Mancini killed the guy in the ring and got his crown back. Not that he, you know, was mm. cherishing the crown. Anyway, okay, 537 with the Kim Repeat and Flounder. Um, and uh, let's see, a couple of things. Oh, I, I, one more sports thing I mentioned. I, I watched... Uh, a little bit. I didn't really watch much of the game. I was working uh, last night. Sunday nights I tend to do, I, I work on the stuff for the show on Monday. But I also have like a, the uh, Sunday night football game on in the background for a while. There's nothing much on the news at 8 o'clock at night, uh, Sunday night. Anyway, and they had uh, the uh, game last night. And the, la- the uh, it was the 55th anniversary of the Heidi game. Yeah. <laughs> now, for those who have floundered, do you know what the Heidi game is? <laughs> Was he back there? No, he's not back here. Oh, he's not back there? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you doing a phone thing? Sorry, I didn't know. I was cutting up a promo. What now? Uh, do you know what the Heidi game is? The Heidi game? Have you ever game? heard of the Heidi game? No, I have not. Football, the Heidi game. Mm. Okay. See, this is, this, is the, this is the generational cutoff. I, re- I love doing this. Is this because, NFL, I assume? Yes, it is. Now, see, again, I thought, well, you're 43? 45. 40, 45 already? Oh, my God. Uh, but again, okay, the Heidi game was uh, in 1968... <laughs> I remember this because I remember where I was. Uh, 1968, uh, the uh, famous playoff game, was it uh, the Jets and... Uh, well, I don't, well, it wasn't a playoff game. They would not have cut away from a playoff game. It was a well, regular it was a game. Big, well, anyway, it was, it was an NFL football game, and uh, NBC cut away at the very ending when there was going to make the determination of it was a final field goal or a catch it was going to be, the winner was going to be determined one of them came back in almost a miracle finish and won yeah and nobody saw it because right. they cut away to the movie Heidi yeah. <laughs> 55 years ago last night yeah and i remember uh where i was in 1968 watching it in 1968 well what happened last night was about the Heidi game nbc brought in the actress who played Heidi 55 years ago, <laughs> who is now 89 or whatever wow. she is. And this old lady in a little Heidi costume says, well, I'm responsible for you not seeing the ending of that famous game in 1968. So tonight we've decided we're never going to do that again. So you're going to see the whole game no matter what. Ladies and it's gentlemen, smart. It, it was pretty smart. 55 years ago, it's, and I remember 1968. It showed the power of the NFL. Yes, it, it did. It showed oh, in television man. in the NFL. And they changed everything after that. Oh, yeah. Never I did mean, that but again. No, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, that was pretty cool. And uh, see, was there anything else I had in the sports thing for you? I'm trying to remember your mother's thing here. Uh, no, I'm just, oh, I just made another note to myself at 540, by the way. Uh, and again, if you, I mentioned it earlier, and I, I can't get over it. If you haven't seen the video yet of Taylor Swift on stage at her concert in Argentina, whatever it was, when she turns and sees Travis Kelsey off in the wing, and she jumps up in the air and leaps and races over to him, sweeps herself into his arms, puts her arms around him, is kissing him like crazy. And it was, it's one of the sweetest the most spontaneous, oh. happiest, romantic, honest, sincere, loving moments I've ever seen. I mean, it was just, especially being, you know, Taylor Swift, who is the most powerful or important or well-known female personality in the world. And I, and I, and I mentioned it because 
uh, she's acting like such a girl, and I guarantee, I bet you anything, that this is the first time in her life where she said she's just enjoying being a girl and being happy and being girly. I mean, being girlish, honestly. Uh, she's been a business for so long since she was 14. Hope it lasts. Yeah, I, I hope it does too. But even if it doesn't, this moment, I, I, I'll bet you this is the first time. Now she's had lovers before. Um, I've always, I always thought she lost them because she was a virgin that she didn't want to put out. And, the, and the, but she was always busy. And I did. I, I, I thought for a long time. Anyway, uh, so she's had lovers before. But I'll bet this is the first time in her life where she said, "That's it. I'm just gonna. Ha- I'm just going for it, and I'm just gonna let it all go." And I, I'm happy for. Her. I think I remember that feeling. And if you've ever done it for the first time, where you've said, I'm, you know, I'm vulnerable, you know, don't hurt me, here I am. God, this is so what, much, this, all of it. What together. if you're one of her former lovers, boyfriends, yeah. who, who, who basically she just raked over the coals yeah. and wrote nasty songs about do you call this guy up and say, eh, no, be no, careful? No, no. In fact, one of one of her lovers, I read this story, uh, is called her favorite boyfriend, or her best ex-boyfriend. Uh-huh. And he was uh, one of the guys who was with her for a couple of years or something. But again, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm happy for her. And it, just, it brings, actually, it makes me feel better about, about a memory that I can cling to that, you know, is something you should experience once in your life. And if you haven't done it, then So you've run across the stage and jumped up into the arms of an NFL of an player. NL, NFL player. Well, mm-hmm. it, was, it was Steve McMichael with the Chicago. Bears and uh, <laughs> oh, was it the one who pinched your ass? Yeah, well, that was Walter Payton who goosed me. <laughs> hey, I got goosed by Walter Payton on a practice field in Lake Forest, Illinois. I'd say that's a pretty big bucket list thing that a lot of people don't have there, mister. Yeah, there were rumors. <laughs> what do you mean, the rumors? <laughs> <laughs> I was young, I needed the money. It was Chicago. It was Chicago. Frank it was cold in the winter. <laughs> 542 and a Kimber Flounder. All right, here we go. And we were debating about doing this story. Yes, sir. And finally, uh, in fact, Flounder, uh, Pete and I had talked about it. And then Flounder, as I was uh, going in between the rooms of the booths here, Flounder said, hey, did you hear the story about this Colorado hike? <laughs> and I looked at Pete, and Pete looked at me, and I said, yeah, we looked at that. And then Pete said, well, you didn't want to do it. I said, I didn't say I didn't want to do it. I thought maybe you'd want to do it. But I, now I want to do it because now I, I just, I'm positive. You just want to put another freaking check mark on the killer cry list. Uh, here's the story. Rich Moore, 71 years old, from Pagosa Pagosa Springs, Colorado, Uh hiking up Blackhead Peak, a mountain just east of his home. Uh, He started off in August and never returned. Rescue teams were sent out with a helicopter just below the mountain peak, moved west looking for him uh, toward the trailhead where they found his car parked. Search and rescue teams were unable to find him. That was in August. October 30th, a hunter in the peak discovered the body of Rich Moore, 71 years old. And next to him, since August, was his dog, his Jack Russell Terrier, Finney. How does the dog survive that long? In from Colorado. Because they had like 12 inches a couple weeks ago. From August. What did it live on? Uh-oh. The, no, she, they, they, apparently there was no evidence of... Uh, Uh-oh. No. Uh, now we know why he didn't leave. <laughs> the team couldn't find him. They found Eventually, a hunter found him. His white Jack Russell Terrier, Finney, was found alive next to his body. Stayed with him the whole time. Uh, it was so steep, we were inserted in by helicopter. He was found a couple of miles east of the mountain top beneath where we were inserted... Is cause of death yet to be determined. 
the dog was taken to a veterinarian and has been reunited with the family. That's just amazing that a little dog like this survived. And by the way, it's 12,500 feet. That's amazing. You can't breathe that high. At 71. He's up there by himself with his dog? Yeah. That's not smart. Well, he's a well-known hiker, but still, that's... That's not uh, smart. And, and by the way, how could you not have some kind of a, a communications device, smoke flare or something? Maybe he or fell. A, he maybe, he maybe, maybe tripped on the dog. Tripped to his head. Who knows? I mean, I, I, who knows? Anyway, his dog stayed with him from August 19th. To October thirty. Okay, that that dog had to be eating him. I can't imagine. What else the is dog, gonna What well, else is gonna live on at twelve thousand feet? A Jack Russell Terrier. Since August, uh, if there's a rodent up there, that rodent's dead. A Jack Russell Terrier, they're ratters. I don't they're think monsters. there's a lot of rats at twelve thousand feet. Know. Well, I I would rather not think that freaking dog is eating the guy. My God, uh, I guess we don't have to worry okay. about me crying on the list anymore, do we? Where? I think you're trying to save me from crying on the list because if I talk about the little dog, he's staying with his dead daddy and just snuggling to try to keep a dead body warm. Instead, Pizza's always freaking eating. Break, man. break the tie. He was eating them. Did he eat them or not? No. I think not. Uh, what? Fool. Right. Dogs can live on all kinds of stuff. They can live on. He could eat it's roots 12, and 12,000 feet. Um, 12. Was he going to eat a mountain goat? Oh, God. Maybe he <laughs> did. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Cruel, heartless bastard. <laughs> 546. <laughs> Give her feet a flounder. My God, man. His name was Nipper. Jeez. God. <laughs> Kevin with Pete and Flounder, 551. And uh, the Melody Maker announced British dates for the first major punk tour with the Sex Pistols and the Ramones, along with the Talking Heads <laughs> and the Vibrators and Chris Spedding. 14 dates, part of the Newcastle City Hall tour in November, never took place, 1978. Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols. North American tour. First place. Great Southeast Music Hall, I believe, here in Atlanta. Yeah. They they played maybe one, two songs. I don't even know if they got that far. And someone spit on them. They started a fight, started spitting on the the, <laughs> the crowd. The police came in, broke it up, and that was the end of the tour. <laughs> that was way here? That was the end of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you call yourself the Sex Pistols. I, you know. <laughs> Yo, 552. Birthday, uh, quickly, uh, Tracy Scoggins. I don't know this person. 70 years old. Monica Colby on Dynasty and the Colbys. Huh. Tracy Scoggins, 74. Uh, and um, a quick historical note, uh, 19... Oh, God, I forget. my eyes are going, man. Uh, 1969, they called it the March Against Death. An organization to end the war in Vietnam had a mobilization committee and it brought thousands and thousands of protesters to Washington, D.C. and took over in this day in 1969. Huh. And in 1940, Walt Disney releases Fantasia, 
the worst horror movie ever made, not a commercial success, but now considered a heinous, disgusting, disgraceful vehicle to scare the crap out of little children forever so they never get over to the movie Fantasia. Did you cry? Was it the dancing hippos that got to you? It was the brooms got out of control. When the brooms it was Mickey Mouse. I'm telling you, the brooms got out of control, and it made me freaked out. I, I tell you what. When we were kids, Columbia Elementary. And it was like the music or something. It was just, oh, uh, man. They brought us in to watch movies every once in a while in the cafeteria. Yeah. And they, they played uh, Pinocchio. All right, sir. I didn't see Pinocchio again. That was like third grade. Yeah. Didn't see Pinocchio again till I was in about 40 years old. And I'm sitting there watching it, and the scene came on where the whale swallows them. I'd forgotten. Oh, I don't even remember that. It's Orbo or whatever his name was. And I, I forgot. That scared the crap out of me as a kid. I really? had nightmares of whales swallowing me. Really? I'll be damned. And I saw that again, and it was it was like traumatizing at age 40. Holy cow, that's why I didn't like whales when I was a kid. I love whales now, but back then no it was like. kidding. That's, that's funny. It's scary. And you hadn't thought about that in 40 years. No, I'd forgotten <laughs> I, that that's where I saw it. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, pretty interesting. Well, what scared you, Flounder? That's one of those things where you can't stop thinking about it the rest of the day either. Yeah. Which uh, one, the whale or the... Uh, <laughs> horror movie? This movie called The Gate. The Gate. It had Stephen Dorff in it, and it was just an awful horror movie about demons. And they came oh, under from the backyard, and I just... The, the hole, the gate, was so scary. And about three and a half weeks ago, someone on Twitter posted a picture of it, like, remember this one? And I was like... Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, there was there was one to Kim Darby. Remember Kim Darby? Oh, Wasn't yeah, she in True uh, Grit? Yeah, True Grit, the original one. There was one where she was in a house. Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And there was this little bitty creatures about this big, like gnomes or something, that lived in this house. Mm. And only she could see them. And at the end of it, you think it's going to be a happy ending. No, at the end of it, they knock her over the head. They drag her down the <laughs> stairs. And they drag her into a fireplace. And the fireplace had no floor. So it was just a big hole, oh, and they drug her into the hole, geez. and that was how it ended. Oh, my God. <laughs> awful. Did you see the Stephen King movie, that the cat, cat Eye or something? There was three short stories in the movie, oh. one where the cat was stealing the breath of the kid. Oh, no. And these, this, but it wasn't a cat. It was that little creature from that movie, looked oh. just like it, was coming up to kill the baby. And the cat was there to and save the baby by jumping up and no and kidding. going after the and the thing had a knife and was stabbing the oh cat. My God. And, oh yeah, Jeez. cat cat's eye or something. Yeah. I'll make sure not to watch that one. <laughs> oh my God, man. Uh, Five fifty six with the Caribbean flounder. Uh, President Stupid Face has done it again. He was at the White House. Yeah, did you have that bite real handy? Let me see. Uh, President showers with daughter. Uh, he was uh, welcoming the Stanley Cup winning Vegas Golden Knights from last season. Uh, and uh, Vice President Carmela Sidepiece, America's favorite shiftless and uh, lazy companion to the stars. Uh, he was saluting the Stanley Cup people. And uh, do we find that thing near Flounder or not? Uh, yeah, it, it, don't, worry, don't worry about it. Um, He's efforting. Well, no, we'll get the do the girl one. We're going to play it in a second instead. Don't worry about it. Uh, here's what here, the president, uh, Stupid Face, said this. President Harris is here to make sure we do this the right way. He called her President Harris again. And he's not being funny. No. He's not being funny. I mean, this is how many times have we said that. And again, yesterday, not just last week, but yesterday, David Axelrod, the former chief guide of President Puttitat, the divider-in-chief, said uh, Biden's public remarks are a major concern for Democrats because he's being in mental decline. And he proved it again today. 
Mm-hmm. He called her President Harris. And the Veterans Day thing. The, oh, my God. Do you see the video at the podium? He's walking around. and doesn't know where to go. No. Having Twice. somebody, please tell him, tell me where to go. He doesn't know where he is, what to do. And the Marine, had, wasn't there the Marine that was pointing where well, he Yeah, need? over here, sir. God almighty. And by the way, uh, speaking of the divider and chief putty cat, and remember just the other day he said, well, there's no clear winner really in the Hamas and Israeli fight. There, you, you know, n- n- neither side is clean of, of yeah. the entire issue. And today, Vice President Carmela Sidepiece just said, with all the protesters going on, she says, well, you know, let's remember they have the right to protest. They, they have the right to protest. These uh, loving Hamas-loving, uh, Palestinian-loving uh, uh, Jew haters have the right to protest. So she made it clear that the White House is, you know, they have the right. Yeah. Uh, golly, I, I, unless you're a Republican, if you have, yeah. you know, yeah, you're, or, you're or against, innocent, against a shot. Yeah, innocent until proven uh, conservative, you know. Oh, uh, by the way, Bill Maher raked Obama over the coals. I I didn't see it, but I heard. I, we I should saw play that tomorrow. Now. We should play the uh, found the Bill Maher going off on Obama. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, and, and before we leave, let's play the uh, Clayton County Commissioner. Uh, yes, the fabulous uh, Felicia Franklin. <laughs> the video and sound now has been released of her passed out, puking on herself and wetting her pants and claiming she got the uh, uh, a date rape drug. And instead, she was just howling at the moon because she was hammered. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Baby, baby. Right, we're all trying to help, baby. No, Felicia. No, Honey, you fell down. You fell down. We want to make sure no, that you're okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, Make sure you're okay. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Bye, Felicia. Get him on my face. You better get him on my face. Get him on my face. Sounds possessed. I don't give a fuck. Get him on my face. You get him on my face. So the choice is, do you want to go to the hospital or do you want to go to jail? You get him on my face. You did not handle this properly. You want to go to the hospital. Be quiet. Because anyway, you'll have to go to the hospital because jail won't take you this drunk. I'm not that drunk. You can take You're me so to the hospital. You're so drunk you can't go Get to the hospital. Get him on my face. Get him on my face. Get him on my face. She's too drunk to fish. Get him on my face. Get him on my face. You call my father. You call anybody. Yeah. Get him on Good night, my Felicia. <laughs> Boys, have a great one. Well, I gotta go. You're killing me with a kipper feet and flounder. Tomorrow we do it all over again. Hoorah, Zephyr 5. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.